<laughs> Get her. That was your whole plan. Get her. More scientific. I, I just got overexcited. But, but wasn't it incredible, Pete? I mean, we actually touched the etheric plane. You know what this could mean to the university? Yeah, it's going to be bigger than a microchip. Ray, I'm very excited. I wouldn't say the experience was completely wasted. According to these new readings, I think we have an excellent chance of actually catching a ghost and holding it indefinitely. Well, well this is great. If the ionization rate is constant for all ectoplasmic entities, we could really bust some heads. In a spiritual sense, of Bangs, are you serious about this catching a ghost? Oh, it's serious.
Let's get down to it, boppers. What the hell was that? Some weird other bit of audio at the end of the song. Yeah, it's not supposed to be there. No, it's, it's not, not. the real song. No. That's strange. Well, thank you, Sam. Thank you for a lovely hour of after show. It is the Ron and Fed Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Coming up within the hour, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser will be uh, stopping by. Uh, just to say hi, he's got a brand new show out. I think it's called Paul Reiser. I think everything he's done right now has his own name on it. Um, tonight, I also want to remind people, the Hallmark Channel, which is to me, I call it the Hallmark of Excellence. 11 o'clock is the de- 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 debut of our friend show, Whatever, You're Wrong. That's the Whatever Girls, Jennifer and Alexis, and then 11.30 is Whatever, Martha, when they make fun of uh, Martha Stewart's show. So tonight at 11 o'clock, whatever, you're wrong. Who's going to be, uh, raise your hand if you want to be in charge of plugging that three more times today. Who wants to do it? I do. Oh. That's you got your clipboard in front of you? Yes. What's on the clipboard for today? To plug uh, the brand new right. show. I know, but what else is on the clipboard? <laughs> oh. Uh, what other things you got on your clipboard today? Um, just, uh, to, uh, plug that, uh, on, um, the virus this weekend, we'll be playing the Colin Quinn Unmasked to go along with his brand new special on HBO, Long Story Short. It's a weekend of Colin Quinn. A weekend of Colin Quinn. Now, do we, uh, have any Colin Quinn giveaways? Uh, we don't? No, we don't. Mm, too bad, because that would have been a way to tie in the weekend of Colin Quinn. All right, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's a telephone number that we can be reached at. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, you're doing a radio show. I don't want to bother you. I know other radio shows say, well, they don't have telephones. Not even the old call-in shows would have telephones. Um, we're doing it now. Something new, it's something different. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's the way that you can reach us live during our radio call-in show. I know it's fucking crazy. It's nuts. Future. I doubt very much that'll be on the Whatever You're Wrong show on the Hallmark Channel tonight at 11 p.m. By the way, when is Easter so I can get this fucking Lent thing out of the way? End of April. Pretty much right, the, like April 29th, I think. Uh, because I think of that because Jennifer said something annoying to me um, because I, I'm not smoking. And I just, you know, I keep a cigar in my mouth like a gentleman. And she goes, you know, you can still get cancer from that. And I go, why even the fuck? Why would you bring that up? It's terrible. I don't know why people could just drop cancer into a thing like it could be discussed. It should be like Voldemort to me. Yeah, it's really. the thing that doesn't get me. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. How are you doing today? I see that you're in here. You're relaxed. You're comfortable. Oh, yeah. You're not. You can't make eye contact anymore. And, and that's a problem, not just with me, but with the boss. You got to look at people. I'm looking at everyone. Oh, look at Fez. Let's see, how long, let's see how long you can keep your eyes you have dead eyes. You, you've got. Do I? I can look into your soul, and it looks like a dead man. You oh. look at me like I'm Medusa, like a douchebag. <laughs> I just have bad hair. 
I don't know what that means. Well, Medusa, if you look, she had, a, she had hair of snakes. Had a no, snake. No, I know that. But when did you start reading Greek mythology? I'm, I'm fucking seriously. I'm nice. amazed. It was from that old Clash of the Titans movie. All right, so you never read the uh, no, thing? No, I never read any of oh, okay. those classics. Um, well, uh, I love the reference. I love the reference, and I have a, a, a feeling today's Fez Watley Day. And Lent is going on until April 24th. That's not that bad. What's today? The today's the 23rd. Today's the 23rd. <laughs> so tomorrow I can start smoking. Uh, Justin, you're on a Fez. Hey, Mr. B. I got an entertainment Ichiban. Entertainment. On American Idol last night, the front runner Pia Toscana shockingly got voted off. Mr. B, it's the weekend. Can someone bring me my money back, please? Well, please. you know, all right, we can um, we can go in that direction, but let's get into this uh, American Idol. Um, Fez Watley pooed the idea that the girls are getting voted off early. There's only two girls left now. Oh, my God. What's America's problem? Uh, fucking men are watching this show? No, only uh, little girls watch the show, and then they vote on whoever makes their little girl parts tingle. Oh. So here's the easily the best singer by far. She's voted off because, you know, little girls don't watch her. Uh, and... Not that I mean to me it is a show for little girls. Let them vote any which way they can, but also the judging. Since everybody says everybody is great, you don't kind of gauge to the country. Mm-hmm. Hey, this person that you think is fun, guess what? You are not going to have a fucking hit record in 2011 playing the stand up bass. You know what I mean? Like, and they were such cocks that they let him back into the show when they could have saved. A really good fucking singer. But again, Steven Tyler um, saves the day by yelling out, America has no heart. He just, <laughs> he fucking turned on Perfect. the Republic. But I do think you owe an apology, Fez, for saying it's not a dangerous place for the girls when only girls have been voted out. I may have misspoken on that one. We'll see if the, uh, if the little uh, chunky uh, country singer sticks around, though. Right, but instead of looking forward, this is the big dramatic story of the year. Somebody that should have at least been one of the finals voted out very early on. Now, is the 17-year-old kid that sings like the ridiculously deep country voice still in? Yeah, he's one because his country girls love him. Okay. So Good. he is beloved. He'll probably go up to the finals. And none of this stuff matters, Hicks. <laughs> None of this stuff matters at all, except for if you wanted to have a radio show and interact and go back and forth on these things and, and not push it away, off we have it. All right, we will get the show started today. Uh, Paul Reiser stopping by. What time is he in? About uh, 11.45. 11.45. So we have a half hour to kill before... Uh, what are we bringing him into? Mad About You? The Mad About You theme song, Final Frontier. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Mad About You was um, by the Go-Go's, <laughs> or at least the lead singer of the Go-Go's. No, this is Do you remember that song from the 80s? Vaguely, yeah. I've heard it in TV shows. What year were you born? 83. You were born in 83. Yeah. You were born probably two years before the song came out. So you should have been two. You should have been dancing in the crib instead of 
dodging whiskey bottles of your oh. angry father. Oh, yeah. Very angry. One more. Not, not so much anger. It's just the nods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard this before. We should bring him into this and tell him it was his theme song. Here's the theme song from your show. Remember? Now, I don't remember the theme song from his show. Oh, it was great. Very catchy. Him and Don was put it together, actually. Did Sam Paul Reiser wrote the song? They, um, oh, I just read that they uh, they composed it. So I guess, yeah, they wrote it. They put it together. Yeah. If you composed it, you wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Him and Don was put this together. He was I, a composition major in college. I had no idea this. Let's say this is good prep work. All right, let's take a little listen to the Mad About You theme. Is that him playing piano? Yeah, I believe so. He's a piano player. Where did he go to college? Musical school? <laughs> I believe he went to, ups- he went to uh, SUNY. He went to a SUNY state school. I believe it was... Uh... He's a Long Island guy, right? Oh, Binghamton. He went to Binghamton. Okay. Is he a Long Island guy? Is that where he grew up, though? The city. He went to a school in Cybersecurity. Uh, that fucking surprises me. I don't know why. I never took him as a city guy. All right, this is all very, very interesting. So this is the stuff that you'll find out listening to the Ron and Fez show. Uh, by the way, uh, the two big comedies uh, this weekend, um, one is called High Times after the magazine, I guess. Now, what is that really called? Your Highness. Your Highness. And the other one's called Dudley Moore, the Dudley Moore story. Mm, remake of Arthur. All right, the remake of Arthur. Both of them club like baby seals by the critics. Now, I was uh, doing the ONA show the other day, and Jim Norton had seen and went to the premiere. So he was very elusive of, yeah, there's some laughs there. You know what I mean? Like, he couldn't come out and say, holy shit. But there were actors in it to, you know, just say there were some laughs there as a, as a thing. But they are crucifying um, this for what they did to the Dudley Moore film. Now, you have to say to yourself, is it is it fair to compare something with the original? You know, because everyone gets mad if you say the book was better. Why, do you, you know, it, it's not the original. It's not fair, but people love that. If it's some, if the original source material, or whatever, is something that people really love, you're not going to be able to get away with it. It's not fair at all because someone else is. I think it's totally fair. I think if you're willing to try to make your profit off of an already existing piece, then yeah, the comparison should come in. I mean, that's you're putting yourself out there by calling this thing Arthur. It's, it's a fucking thirty-year-old movie, though. Now, the most of the people who go to see films are twenty-one and under. You're like 16 to 21. They couldn't fucking find Arthur if you put a fucking spotlight on it. They don't know who Dudley Moore is, right? So why are you comparing them to a film that they're never, ever going to see? No. Um, maybe G-Baby would have some feelings on this. I don't want to bother him. But, you know, I've always said time and time again, remake movies that are really bad. And then that way you'll be like, oh my God, was this so much better? Wow. That, this Geely is a million times better than the first Geely. <laughs> I can't believe how good they are. But do you see what I'm saying, Fez? Now, in the case of you, 
you dropped the Medusa thing. I'm like, hey, you read the book. No, you hadn't. You had seen it in a movie. You don't go comparing the two stories, right? No. It's not a comparison story for you. So why are we com- – you and you, I'm, I'm sure, don't like it when they say the book was better. Right, because I'll never have read the book. It's the same thing when you compare this movie that's 30 years old when the audience is not going to have seen the film. And every single thing out there, first of all, they're going, well, it lacks the soul of the original or it lacks the sadness, you know, the mix of sadness where you start to feel for the guy. Again, what does that mean? You wouldn't. And I'll even give you another thing. They don't go comparing it to the script. I read the script before and now I'm seeing the movie and it's not as good as the script. It's not as good as the guy's original idea. I mean, that's all source material as well. Um, Paul, you're a manifest. Hey guys, um, I think it's totally fair to compare it because, uh, I mean, it's compared by definition because they're using the same title and the same characters. I think different artwork is less fair. Like if they're taking a script, like you said, and, and comparing it to the actual movie, that's a little bit different because you could have a great script and a shitty movie. And that happens all the time. I'm sure it's very rare that they don't feel at least something good about the script. But my point is this. I think it's lazy. Because if you hadn't seen the first Arthur, right, you're not going to go there and go, well, it lacks some of the soul of the other author. Or, you know, and you take Higgs, Zito. Have have you guys seen Zito? Did you see the original? No, I have not. So if he's deciding to see this Russell Brand film, right, why should he read every review having to do with a film that not only is has he not seen, he doesn't want to see. He doesn't fucking relate to films that uh not um, talking to, uh, to him directly. Jay, you're on my Yeah, hey, Ron. Uh, I was just listening to your discussion about the Arthur, the new Arthur film. Yeah. Um, I, why don't people take it as a comparison as to a band doing a cover song of the original band's work? view it in, in that light instead See, of... Here's the interesting there. If a cover song sounds exactly the, like the original, I'm like, yeah. why did you fucking bother? You shit on. I want you to take that song, twist it, turn it, give me something different. As a matter of fact, if you think of some of the really best cover songs of all time, um, Joe Cocker would remake Beatles songs six weeks after the Beatles song came out do it differently, and everybody would like, uh, this is fucking amazing. Um, Ted, you're on my face. Ted. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ron. Um, is, is the book really better than the movie all the time, or is it the satisfaction of finishing a whole book, spending the time, that makes the book better than the movie, you think? Well, first of all, the book, you can normally, you have to edit so much out of it so you don't see what's happening. I I can only think of a couple occasions where I thought that the movie was better. The Godfather was not a good book. And whatever the Forrest Gump movie was is truly one of the worst things I've ever read in my life. And I don't even like the movie. And it was tremendously better than the book. But other than that, I can't think of too many occasions where I, I at least said I wouldn't have made different choices. Uh, here's G-Baby. Hello, G-Baby. Hey, good morning, buddy. How um, are you doing today? I'm all right. Just waking up over here. but uh, Oh, it's very, very, very early where you are. 
Yeah, it's like eight twenty. But um, <laughs> time yeah. to light up, then, brother. Ryan. Uh, <laughs> well, do you wait, understand the premise that we're talking about today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think, Ron. I think you made the uh, you when you were on O and A. Great job, by the way. Uh, a couple Everybody days ago, loved I think it, yeah. you made the best point about these remakes is that you can't get people to watch the old version. So, you know, for the new generation. That's, you know, they don't even know that this is a remake, you know, but if you're a fan of the original movie, you can compare it, and that's a totally valid argument, but I think... But well, you know, let's say from the from the course of a review, now, if someone, uh, I've had enough people say to me, this movie is an embarrassment to the original, then I'm not going to go see it. But in the case of Zito and Hicks, who have never seen the original, I'm sure they like Russell Brand. They enjoyed Bookie Wookie and Bookie Wookie Two, and they Love a Bookie Wook. They think it's funny when he talks about fingers in his bottom. They might have been there, and yet there's no reviewer that can talk to them. Gee, baby. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, I mean, well, they gotta go online and find like more uneducated people. I guess if you really want to know Retards. the review, but what you need to do, I think, it's really hard as a critic when you get come to this because it's either. Uh, you have to try to look at the movie as on its own, but it's almost impossible because you have the memories, good or bad, you know, in terms of people who don't like the first Arthur, uh, you know, to go in with this movie. But you really have to try to judge it on its own. And from what I heard, I haven't seen it, it just doesn't have that magic, you know, and it goes a little bit over the top, it doesn't go as far, you know. Um, it's a very difficult part. thing to make a comedy. It's extremely difficult to... Uh pull this thing out when you're trying to make a comedy. There's a lot of funny people who you're like, I know that guy's great and the comedy doesn't work. I'll, I, don't, I don't know if anyone walking around is funnier than Chris Rock. And yet I can never find a Chris Rock film that I'm like, that's as good as a stand-up. It just hasn't happened for me yet. Yeah. you know. And, and I know he knows what funny is. Yeah, he's hysterical. You're right, like, a lot of times when they do have a comedy with, or, you know, like, well, I guess either with a remake or a sequel, they do just go back to the well. They never try to reinvent. Like, I don't know if you saw the trailer, the full trailer for Hangover 2, and it's the first time we really got a confirmation of exactly what happens in this thing. Uh -huh. It is exactly the same. They go on a thing, and then they have a drink, and they wake up in the morning, and the guy is gone, and they got to figure out, I'm like, this is going to be the fucking same movie. But like, how could they have do, do the Hangover 2 and not have that premise, it would be like if Jaws 2 didn't have the shark in it. What the fuck else are you going to do? Now, if if you want to say this, I think I never need a fucking sequel to a film. Let it fucking lie. If I like the film, I don't want to go, yeah, but I want to find out what happens when they don't live happily ever after. I want more. Or I want to see his daughter get kidnapped again. <laughs> That's happening later. Again, too. That's it, yeah. Um, G baby, is there any film out there that you're loving right now? Um, I'm, I was on vacation the last two weeks, so I'm really behind. I uh, I got to catch up this weekend and see some stuff. But I did see, and it's sort of like bragging that because nobody else can see it yet. The the finally saw the full version of Kill Bill, the whole bloody affair last night. How was it? And unbelievable, Ronnie. Like mm. it, each movie by itself is awesome. Together, it's a masterpiece. It's unbelievable. They just they take make. He takes little little changes here and there, and watching it all together, like I watch the first part, and I'm like, "Wow, that was awesome!" And I, I always like the first part more. And then I was like, "Well, let's see how the second part holds up." And it doesn't even feel like a second part; it feels like a totally different movie just by removing, you know, the first movie ends with the the cliffhanger of, right. you know, just you know, the baby is still hurt. 
if you just take that out, and then the whole second movie is different because you don't know, I mean, you know because you've seen it, that she doesn't know the baby is there. And so she shows up to Bill's house. It's completely different because it's totally like, oh, my God, she's surprised, and the audience is surprised, and the whole different like level of emotion. Plus, he adds in a couple like different bloody shots. They cut out the beginnings. Uh, it's unbelievable. They showed the actual exact print that they screened at Cannes, so it actually had French subtitles on it and stuff. It was crazy. Uh, I really hope it gets released more because you guys got to see it. And uh, it's like four hours and 15 minutes, but with intermission. I got four hours and 15 minutes yeah. to get with Quentin. Hell yeah. I got no problem with that. I don't know why people panic about that because if you watch a fucking sporting event, you're going to probably give them four hours. Yeah. You watch a baseball game. It's three and change yeah. at least. Five and one, two, motherfucker, five and one. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the stuff right there. All right, gee, baby. Well, you gave you gave me a lot today. You gave me a lot to think of. Fez, I thought you had the high ground. You decided not to go for it. Fez was anti-remake, uh, uh, but he seems to be a little thrown today. I'm going to check into him. Gee, baby, thank you uh, so much, pal. All right, no problem, bud. Have a good one. Peace. Fez, what's going on over there today? Um, Just just a nervous day. Why? What happened? Um, Just waking up nervous. Is but... something going on in your life? That you like to share with us? Uh, more bad dreams, but other than that, that's about it. Nothing and has you angry, nothing has you upset. Oh, I've got this problem that I'm facing. Uh, after yesterday, when I talked to Mafia Life Chris about outings, about outing someone and trying to get them fired on his website, BernardRottenHell.com. Well, let's go back over that, because there's a lot of opinions that went back and forth, but... This was as angry as I've ever seen Fez. He was pissed. He was. Now, I'm going to say what you were, Fez. You were spitting fire. Mm -hmm. You were spitting fire. By the way, have you working on that thing for me uh, about Vincent uh, D'Onofrio? Is Mm -hmm. that his name? Yes, yes, yes. Um, You know our friend Jay Lawson's. Yes. She sent me a letter, said he's doing a media tour. Mm -hmm. She wants to sex up with him. Okay. Sexed or sex? Sexed. Okay. Plural. Okay. Plural and in the past uh, uh, case. Past sense. Past sense? Past tense. That's it. It's been a long time since I've been in school. And even when I was in school, I wasn't really in school. I was just there. (laughs) So when when can we get those two lovebirds together? Waiting to be back from booking. But we got a good guy on it. Do they understand the Romeo and Juliet thing at all? I'm hearing. I, I know you're month. upset. I'm going to get to you. I'm okay. going to get to you. Whatever is going on with Chris, I'm going to get to it, Fez. Thank you. You're going to get your time. First, I wanted to get to that. Then, of course, I wanted to push the RBI weekend. But when we get a chance, perhaps we've got a giveaway for people today. But I don't know what goes on between the 202 friends and you. I don't know why I can't get a communication thing. D'Onofrio. She wants to sex up with Private Pile. Okay. I don't know whether she wants to put soap into a pillowcase and beat him with it. I don't know what happens, Fez. I'm not into all that. No, I've now, never had sex, so I don't know how many pillowcases or whatever you need. Well, you've you've had sex. No, never. You think of yourself as a freak? Oh, yes. Yes. I think that's probably more on the odd spectrum. Zito just put his thumb up. 
He just went like this when you when I said, "Do you consider yourself a freak?" He just goes like this, That's and the weird. thumb goes up. No. Weird. Okay, buddy. I think it's attached to his ass. Do you? Um, but I mean, if he considers you a freak, why would you be mad? If you consider yourself a freak. Well, do you, you want his job to be no, there's, well, there's, no. You should make it to late middle age. There's no need never to be happy sex. that someone's a freak. No, but just to be agreeable about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing. Why is he here? He's off today. Yeah, I was just, that's what I was just thinking. No. It's very odd. Oh, I guess it's about seeing the Vincent D'Onofrio sex. Um, all right, let's. We're going to get back to you. We've only got fifteen minutes, which could run even shorter. And then Paul Reiser is going to be here. Um, let me make sure I got the plug for his uh, building, his uh, series, and uh, premieres next Thursday, April fourteenth. My advice. Catch it early. Will do. Can't wait. You don't want to miss it. Catch it early. He's an American stand-up uh, comedian, an actor, and a television personality. That's good. Now, Binghamton, is that uh, part of SUNY Purchase? Um, SUNY? It's near. It's a SUNY. It's near. It's, yeah, it's maybe like a half hour. But it is a SUNY. Yeah. SUNY Binghamton. Mm. Well, that's Western New York. Excuse me. How far west? I'd say actually in an hour, about an hour and a half, two hours away. I think I drove through there before. I went to a house party there once. Like a Jay Giles fucking crazy thing. Fuck yeah, I was Dancing sick. on the ceiling and dancing on the floors. All right, Fez, so. Five kegs. You're now a member of uh, Serves You Right to Suffer, the brand new uh, things, because you're going to live a long time. No, I am not a member of burnandrottenhell.com. Okay. Not a member. Haven't signed up for anything. I don't post there. But after going off on Chris yesterday, what's nice is to go to my email and find something, not from an individual, but from the burn team at burnandrottenhell.com, where they have forwarded uh, very nasty posts about me, about uh, my father being, my late father being in hell. So the the burn team has forwarded these horrible messages to me, this all-in-fun, hey, just-a-place-to-vent website. Now I'm what now I understand that I I talked about him and I know what's going on where this came from. Now is someone someone who has nothing to do with the website that like I said didn't sign up didn't post they're just going to find these things in their email if someone decides to burn them? I I don't see how that could happen because how would you know the email of somebody who doesn't join your team? You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Hicks? Yeah. I don't. Maybe they just did it to you. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Phil wants to correct fucking Hicks for lying in my face. Lying. Um. Phil, thanks. The liar was here. What did the liar lie about this time? You know, time? I'm usually on Hicks's team on on Why? most things, but he is. <laughs> he he he's definitely wrong. I mean, Binghamton is an hour from Scranton. I live the, in Scranton. It's right on on the, like the north side of the. It's on eighty one. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I drove through there. You, you you stop there and you go to the Champion Outlet. Mm. You pick up some stuff and you go to Syracuse or Cornell. Is that far up? What the fuck? 
Where the hell did I go? You probably went to Queens and just. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Did you get out of a cab when you were there? Because you probably were still in Queens. I uh, remember Barbie. She's the lupus girl, right? Right. Here's what she wrote: Oh shit! Two or two friends gave me uh, a follow Friday. I love them. Fez, please consider my marriage pr- proposal. I give good head. Now you're always a person who worries about being the eternal virgin you don't want to die a virgin do you no no barbie would be perfect for you she's got everything you like she's got lupus yeah not a fan of lupus since when since ever do not run down people because they have a disease she didn't pick that disease no i didn't say i wasn't a fan of her i'm not a fan of the disease Jason, you're on running fest. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, Sandy, man. I agree with you. Been on your you're anti lupus too? No, it's just a website. Oh. Chris's website. It all does is incite hate, and it just shows you, since they attacked Fezzy, they had nothing to do with that site. That Fez was right from the beginning. I, I don't get how... Fez is on the high ground here. There's no doubt about it. If it isn't bullying to send something to a person's email saying that their father is rotting in hell... Who that, just passed that, away. That, I don't know what that is, then. But you know it's not true, right? It doesn't mean that it's good. It's fun to look at. This right. this whole fun, oh, we just vent side. It's just you. for kicks. Did it make you cry? Be honest. Yes. What part? That you thought it might be true? No, just that someone could be that callous about... Something you care about. Yes. Well... I don't think they send it out to everyone. I don't know how they would know people's things. He must have just sent it to you like, hey, isn't this fun? Yeah, it's... And the it's, burn team has got to be fucking one guy. Yeah. How much of a team does he have? It's forwarded to me from the burn team, and cool then one. it's like, hey, you don't have to take that. Join burn and rotten hell dot com. Well, that might be good. I'm not joining that bully site. Start burning people. Well, you're right, but yeah, burn them. Right back and say, well, your mom sucks dick in limbo. She's never going to get out. I want to join that site and write, Fez got blown by a lupus girl. Is that the lupus girl, our girl? Yep, that's our girl. That's Barbie. She's adorable. Oh, look how bad her temperature is, though. That's really getting, I'm worried about her. That's her donations. Yeah, that's going to kill her. That's going to kill her. Blood's going to boil. Yeah, give all you can because uh, from what I know, lupus can't be beat. And she's got it. She's got the death sentence. No one wants to crack me. No one wants to jump in. Let's just leave it out there as politically correct. You guys are like, yeah, I guess so. It can be beat, Ron. We're making strides every day. Oh, I didn't know, guys. Sorry, I guess I am stupid. No, uh, no you no, don't. Don't fight against me no, here. You're not be stupid. on the other side so we can be the right show. Uh, Nick, you're on running fast. Yeah, how you doing today, guys? Yeah. Fezzy. Yes. This is this is where you need to take some personal responsibility. I agree with you 100 percent about Chris, but as soon as you saw those stupid emails, you should have deleted them. You shouldn't even engage this bonehead. Because Spam he it. is wrong. Yeah, and spam you it. shouldn't let it affect you. You're way too better than that 
than to let this stupidity affect you, and that is your responsibility to turn him off. Oh, yeah, I absolutely did spam, reported spam. I don't even know what that did, what that even does. Nothing, but I mean, you shouldn't have read it at all Yeah, if you know it was from him. Um, but you know what? Tonight, I want you to watch a show. A person who loves to give out advice is my friend Jen. And her new TV show, Whatever You're Done, Whatever You're Done, is on the Hallmark Channel to, uh, tonight. Now, people are saying to me, they're writing in, hey, where is the Hallmark Channel? Way at the end. I don't care what cable system you have. Go to the back and start working forward there from you there. Go. You're going to find it. That runs at 11, and then whatever, Martha, is 11.30. Have you ever seen that, Hicks? I've seen, I've seen it, yeah. They, well, uh, let me explain to you. If you haven't seen it, let me explain how it works. You play a Martha episode, and then they sit there and bust Martha's balls. It's <laughs> great. It's fucking hysterical. Now, this will even make you feel better. All the money from that show goes to Martha. So even, it's like their own, this is interesting. Here's what M Martha does with a burnerrottenhell.com. She would put it up there and go, yeah, and now I'm going to take advantage of that. Or, Fez, you seem to be locked into the victim thing. No, it's, uh, well, I am the victim in this thing. I didn't, I didn't partake in this website, and yet this website will seek people out to let them know that their father's in hell. Your father isn't in hell. Yeah. Just because someone wrote that in an email. Dan, you're on Ronnie Fez. Yo, Ronnie. Yo, man, are you going to let Mafia Life Chrissy give him all these plugs? Are you going to let him harass your boy like that? Look, look, I want you to understand something, Dan. There... You, want, you don't want me calling anymore? Well, first of all, that's that's fine. You don't have to call anymore. But I want to explain to you the, in the ways of the world. There's never been a day, there couldn't be a day, where Fez doesn't have more than MLC and any kind of ball-busting thing. Fez could destroy MLC. Anyone who's ever listened to the show in the previous five, six years to this would know that Fez to put his head down and cry instead of, hey, how can I roll that back? The fact that whatever happened with Roland, Fez took the dump on that. Never should have happened. No. Fez has it all. He's got it all. He just refuses to use it. But, you know, Roland and MLC should fucking dive into a fucking corner when Fez comes down the hall. Fuck yeah. But he's not using his Satan-given gifts to fucking take people down. Harness your evil power. Um, here's uh, Chris. You're on Fez. Um, I don't agree with Fessy at all, and I don't understand where he gets off putting down a poor deceased girl for having sex with that kid from Bad News Bears. That's her business. That is her business. And if she wants to go freaking and sell it on a weekend, none of your business. And her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. All of them. And her life is better than yours. Damn right it's better than yours. Um... She'd teach you, but she'd have to charge. Robert, Idaho, Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie, uh, being a wise man of the street, would you define what Chris did as snitching? Yeah, he's a, and he knows it, and that's why he's saying, here I'm not Mafia Life Chris. Yeah. But you don't fucking yeah. rat on somebody. This there you go. His, what's it called again? Burtonandrottenhell.com. Burtonandrottenhell.com. 
it causes way too much dangin. There's a lot of danger now. Too much dangin. Too much dangin. Mike, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ron, I would like to suggest for your consideration that perhaps, like many artists and athletes, you know, that once had it, Fez once had it, and now he's lost it. His mojo. Yeah, and he'll never get it back. Maybe killing his father had something to do with it. No, I don't think that had anything to do with it. But do you feel like there's a mojo missing, Fez? I think there is a missing piece, that, but I also think it's also retrievable. I don't think it's a hopeless case. What is your mojo? What made Fed Fed? I think it was confidence. Where you used to be a confident man. Yeah. Hmm. And that's I think that's a missing ingredient. Is there something in your head where you're like, I'm gonna get even with, with Rowan? Is that still there for you? Oh yeah. Is that, that a dish doesn't go away? Best served cold. So every time you see him. You're like, what can I do? Right. Do I, you know, do I do something to a bag of Wendy's? Do I, you know, uh, all kinds of thoughts run through but my mind. But that's not the old Fez. The old Fez would have came straight at him, taken him down, and then people go, oh, don't fuck with Fez. He'll get you. But I hate to say it, but right now, you're coming off like Applejack. When you're going, I lost it, man, I lost it. Did you ever even have it to lose? Did you ever even have it to lose? What movie, Fez? Bottle Rocket. See? To know that and to fucking put it up there is just an honest thing and not have the comedic twist. Sorry. Let's me know. You still got it. Um, how many people are meeting in front of our door right now? Is that our guest no. out there? That looks like Trish Stratus. Uh, so that's what this is all about? They're just all right, on. so open the door so I can see him interview Trish. Uh, fuck, we missed it. Open it anyway, and we'll see what we got. Did you just have Trish? Huh? Did you just have Trish? There's no mic there. <laughs> well, there is on the floor now. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> this is falling apart. I talked to Trish before, and she wanted. she asked... After the interview, if she, I could stick around so she could get a picture with me, I said, "Of course." You know, that's how'd she look? I didn't get a chance to see her. Incredible! Why, you could have just opened the door here, <laughs> and I would have been seeing her. Taking a look. Yeah, I don't want. I just want to take a gander. Well, why didn't you guys interview her? I didn't even know she was here. Didn't even get pitched to me. That's a shame. But no, I can't talk to her. I just want to see her. She like, looks fantastic. Like with most uh, women out of the world of wrestling, I'm glad to see them. But what am I going to say to her? Hey, does it hurt when someone hurt, starts to hurt your ankle? Well, I asked her about when Vince McMahon made her bark like a dog and, you know, take her bra off and crazy I'm so times. pissed when you get to see her. She looked... I'll let you take a look at the picture once. Yeah, you. hurry up. Yeah, yeah. what I want to do now, my new thing is collect pictures with you, with other people. <laughs> I'll send them to you. I'll start emailing them. Um, here's uh, Graham. Graham, you're on my face. Hold on. Now, I'm looking over here. We lost him. And Brazilian Julie wrote that she was crying on the end train. What did she do? Did she didn't get entrained? Oh, I want to find God. out if she was entrained and what made her cry about it. Uh, what's the story of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio? Is he coming in today? Not today, no. Is it going to happen? It looks like it might be happening, yes. 
And this would all be built around J.A. Lawson's of course. Uh, for her, like, queen for a day, mm-hmm. where you'll get, uh, they will leave here and go straight to a bedroom and have, I use a bad word here, bedroom sex. Our guy is so slow. They're waving in the window while our guy's looking at his papers. I don't want to be a stress guy, but I don't know why to this day we can't work that out. Is there is there something I'm missing or I shouldn't even care one way or another? No, we should all care very much so. But why doesn't someone even tell the booking squad not to come up to the window and bang on it and wave? I've, I've, told, is, I've, I've told that before. They're, reta- they're retarded right then, right? I don't want to say they're retarded, but maybe they forget. There's maybe our of, guy should just be of, standing out front. There's a lot of shows around here, maybe. You know. All right. Uh, we're very, very happy to have this gentleman on the show, Paul Reiser. Uh, you know him from Mad About You and his big movie career. Um, but he also has a new show called The Paul Reiser Show that premieres next Thursday, April 14th, 8.30 on NBC. NBC. Let's bring him in, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser in studio with us, and the brand new show that you got for yourself, you play Paul Reiser. I do. We, we were trying to get somebody uh, better. Yeah. And uh, they wanted more money. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I did it myself. So this is a show you created? I did. Put it together? I, I put it together, and uh, the challenge was they said, well, write something for yourself. Because they said, someone said to me, we, we, we'd like you back on TV. And I was very happy uh, at home. And uh, and I said, and by the way, what would it even be? I said, what what show could I write? I'm not smart enough to make things up. So I just really wrote about my life, which is, you know, a, a guy not on TV who used to be on TV, and and uh, and it ended up, I kind of liked the show, and we ended up we made seven of them, and they start airing this week, and I'm really proud of them. They're really funny. I think what's interesting is like you said that you were happy being at home. Where most comedians yeah. will go out almost too much. Most comedians <laughs> have a thing of, I can't be off TV for a second. Doesn't matter if it's reality, talk shows. I've got to be on television. Oh, no, I never, I never felt that. Um, I did feel the need to do comedy, so I would, but I would stay home. I would do 15 minutes every night before <laughs> dinner. And my, and I'd say, and, you know, I'd say, hey, where are you from? And my son would say, dad, I'm from here, idiot. Yeah. You know, um, no, I never, I never really felt that. I was you know, uh, that part of being out there, and never really appealed to me. You know, people who want, I want to be in the limelight, like not yeah. at all. Um, and this came from just this really open invitation. To some, the, uh, the people, the nice people at Warner Brothers, said, we "Make a show for yourself." Right, and and uh, it became really an ensemble show uh, with these great comic actors, Andy Daly and Omi Jalili and Ben Shankman and Dwayne Martin and guys who you might not know the names, but you probably have seen their faces. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's somebody said to me, it's, well, it's sort of like your curb your enthusiasm, but less psychopathic. I said, yeah, <laughs> if you know, it's it's 
in that Larry David plays himself and I play myself. And Larry is actually in the in opening. The, in the first episode, yeah. As, as luck would have it. And, uh, man, he's funny. Yeah, he is. He, and what a strange career because he stayed behind the scenes for so long. And now the interesting thing is since he's done his show, if you go back in and watch Seinfeld, you hear Larry David's voice in yes, almost every character. That's really true. It's really true. He's, uh, he's, Really, something, and to do what he, you know, did twice, you realize the talent is not an accident. It's the it's the most difficult thing in the world, and here you are attempting it, you know, yourself of taking it back out there because people think of you in a certain way, and you kind of bring that up during your your new yeah, show. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm going into this with very minimal expectations in a lot of ways. You right. know, I, this is not a show. I, I never really think of like that. I'm gonna come crashing out of the box and make it a big deal. And I, I always like things that sort of take time to build. You know, I think this is a really funny show, and I and I hope that people will watch it, and I hope that the second week more people will watch it, and it will build. It's the kind of thing, it's, re it's really about the long run. You know, you can't mm -hmm. come out and be, it's, it doesn't have that many bells and whistles. It's just about funny people, and and it's real. You know, these are about family guys that have kids, and, and their kids are friends together, which is the only reason these guys are friends. And there's a family, and based on my wife, you know, she's a shrink, and, and I have two kids. That's what this sh the show is about. But it's, you know, when I, when I started, I thought, well, if I make a show about me, a guy who used to be on TV, how many people are going to relate to that? But it never became about that at all. What it became about is... Guys, it becomes about you know comes about family guys and and men, you know men do not know how to be friends really. Mm -hmm. Women do, and and my wife will I'll go out with a buddy and my wife will go well what did you guys talk about I went mm, nothing really. Well did you tell them about the thing we were going through? And it never came up. So well, what the hell did you talk about? I don't yeah. know. And it's also weird that no matter how hard you try, I think the father is still on the outside of the family just a little bit. The mother and kids connect to each other. And then the dad is there. And I I just feel like I saw it in my dad. You know, yeah. he's like, yeah, hey, I'm home. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, it's funny because I, I had, you know, in the last 10 years, I was largely at home and, yeah. and, and by, by choice. And and in my head, well, this would be really good. My kids will will have this wonderful opportunity that dad was home. And and uh, I overhear my son <laughs> say to, to, to my wife, he goes, why can't dad go work and you stay home <laughs> right he's here but it's like too much already <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you can't win because you get too involved you can be much too involved yeah yeah and uh you do the stuff with the dads on the show are kind of screwing up in terms well, of yeah, picking and, the kids and all up. these stories this all these stories actually happen to me or my my partner who's writing this there's an episode uh yeah where i pick up the wrong kid because my wife actually said it to me once. She said, uh, you know, our son had a play date, but he, he won't be home. So you got to go get the kid by yourself. So I said, and I'm driving and I'm, I'm ringing the bell and I went, did she say pick up Jason or Josh? <laughs> I think, and I, and I was inches away from kidnapping, basically, <laughs> taking a child out of his home, get in the car. And kids will go. That's oh, the weird and, and thing. And it wasn't a stranger. He would have yeah. gone. And his parents would come home and say, our child is missing. I went, right. oh, I have him. I have him. Yeah. And, and, uh, yes. And, and one of the things that makes me, the reason I know this show will work and it, and it feels right, very much like Mad About You when the writers would come in and always everybody would have a story that happened that night. Like, oh, my wife, listen to this. Listen to this, what happened. Yeah. And, oh, write that down. And there is no shortage of stuff. I mean, every day something happens in your life with your friends, with your kids. Uh, um, 
you know, there's an episode where I accidentally almost killed my friend because I just couldn't believe that he was allergic to tuna. I, well, that's <laughs> baloney. Just right. eat the tuna. Cut to taking him to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. And it, I, I, it's, I thought that that was so funny, too, because I've never believed that people are, are allergic to peanuts. I don't see <laughs> how it could happen. It's a peanut, peanut butter. Why not? But I think why this and also... it makes people angry. Yeah, it does. Why would you be allergic right. when you don't have to be? Well, I was saying that, too, because when I was in school, nobody was allergic to peanuts, but now... Now half the kids what has happened? will die if they get a peanut. I don't know what went wrong. You would think the other half would be allergic to jelly. <laughs> and then you can put them together and make something. But no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly that happens. But I know that people who are not allergic uh, are very intolerant. Mm-hmm. And will go <laughs> whatever and go, just, just eat it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Toughen up. But hasn't your comedy always stayed as close to you as you possibly can? I mean, it's you hasn't haven't been like an absurdist no, guy. No, no, or... that's you know that's so, yeah that has always been sort of my thing. And you know, people say a lot of times the the things that are the most personal end mm-hmm. up being the most universal. And, and I, for me, that has really turned out true. If you, I share something. You know, when I started writing, I started writing about relationships, like, mm-hmm. and it was really just well, this is just me and my girlfriend at the time, or me and my wife. And I found that those jokes were the ones that resonated the most. I got the biggest laugh. I'm like, oh, I guess other people go through this too. Right. So this is very much what's going on in the show. And when you have kids, it becomes all the more so. In fact, one of the, the only basis of the friendship with the guys is, and I notice this with my guy friends now, is you can start talking about kids and you suddenly get in a little deeper and you realize, oh, so my kid's not the only one screwing up at school. Right. I'm not the only dad who's messing up daily. You know, someone yeah. said, someone, someone said, to, you know, to be a father mean, to be a father means, you, you know, you have to fail at least once a day. I go, well, I'm doing much You're better. Doing, yeah. I'm like 20, 30 times a day I'm failing. Yeah, it's like being a baseball player. You <laughs> yes. strike out plenty. Oh. And then you still have to stay in the game. You cannot leave the game. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I remember, I think, your first stand up special that it was you and Arsenio and wow. maybe someone else. Cause I yeah. remember the a cable had just kind of started. Yeah. So it played over and over and it was kind of a documentary. It was a, I can't remember what it's called, but it was about three stand-ups. Barry Sobel was the Barry other Barry Sobel was and, the other one. Uh, Arsenio and, and, uh, and it ended up with a big, uh, yeah, a, Gave at, some, the, at the bottom line, yeah, in New York, yeah. But you, even then, I mean, you were a very young guy, and you were still. The thing was, I can't get comfortable, even though I'm in New York, and I want to call people. I mean, you were this thing up. Uh, I don't and remember was, this. God bless you. I don't remember. The yeah, well, what I thought was like was great about it is like that Larry David thing that you do share that I want to find what's uncomfortable and explore it for a yes. while. Well, but you know, but the uncomfortable is the key to life and certainly the key to comedy you know in comedy it's never about i'm so happy and content right. things have to go wrong i mean in larry's show things always he's always starting off well intended and it goes wrong yeah. because things going wrong is funny so you know we just did an episode about you know good intentions you know one of the one of the one of the episodes you know, my wife says, you got to sell this stuff for the, for the benefit for the school's kids. You got to go out and sell right. gift wrapping. I go, well, I'm not going to do that. Honey, it would be really important. Well, okay. You try and do something nice and it goes horribly wrong. And it's like, well, how can that possibly lead to bad? <laughs> it does. You know, my friend, take one bite of tuna. It's not going to kill you. Guess what? It really almost did. Um, yeah. So, so trying to be comfortable, but also there's a thing of, as you get older, I think this happens even more. I am a guy, I, all I really want out of life very very low expectations. I just would like to sit down. I would like things to just can everything just be quiet? Yeah. It never is. And when you have kids, it's always it's it's like a batting cage. You know, things yeah. are coming at you, and that's what the show is. There's always something a fire to put out. There's a problem with with your wife. There's a problem with the kids. There's a problem with the other friends. 
And that's the stuff of comedy, and and that's it. It really feels organic and real, and and it's what makes me feel really hopeful about the show. Uh, and you do kind of line. I don't want to give it away, but even when you do well, then you didn't die, so you you still could. Yeah, no, that's, that was yeah, that was the uh, that was a joke. A line I actually said to somebody in real life, and they, I was trying to come up with an idea. I said, "Well, what would the show be about?" I said, "Well, you know what, my life." I've been really blessed. I've had this wonderful life and family, and I've had some success. I've gotten everything I've wanted out of life. The only problem is I'm not dead yet. So I, I didn't time it right. If I was 97, this would be perfect. Get out. But I'm not. So what else you want to do? Uh, Paul Reiser back on TV with us. Paul Reiser's show premieres Thursday, April 14th at 830. Thanks so much for stopping in. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And, and uh, you got to tune in. Thank you. If your people tune in just for a couple of weeks, then mm -hmm. they're free to do whatever they want. Then they can go I only any... need them for the first three weeks. First three weeks, then they can wander off and yeah. check other things out. But for the first three, cannot wander. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure they dedicate themselves to three weeks. Who would you? Who can't do three Come weeks? On. It's easy. I would do it if you guys had a show. Right. Paul Reiser. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I got my eye on you. I got my eye on you. No, I got my eye on you. No, I got my eye on you. Ron Fed shows. Uh, Paul Reiser was just in on it with us. Uh, nice gentleman. What do you think, Fez? Has he got a chance to do it a second time? Second it? I believe so. I think so. Very tough thing to do. And uh, very few guys have ever been able to pull that off, particularly with a comedy. Uh, I think the Home Improvement guy is going to try it again this year. But it's, um, oh, yeah, he had My Two Dads, which was kind of a hit. So this would be his third hit if he pulls it off. Now, I never watched My Two Dads. No, I, I never saw it. But uh, so that was a hit. Greg Evigan and him. It was like the two and a half men of its day. And then he had a monster hit with the Helen Hunt, uh, which my favorite episode is he screamed in her face, Go to hell and hunt. And that, well, it was kind of a burn and rotten hell thing. So this would be his third. And not like one of them is a drama, you know. Well, I think it's almost impossible. You just fuck with the American people. That's taking him into Michael Landon, Bill Bixby territory. See, that's different, I think, because Michael Landon uh, didn't do comedy. I think you really, they latch on to you as Roseanne. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I think that you have a better chance that if you try to do that Dick Van Dyke thing of now I'm solving crimes or whatever, Andy Griffith did, you know, something different. But when you just stay in the situation comedy thing, I think it's tough for people to go on. What were you doing underneath the uh, table there, Hicks? The computer over here crashed randomly. I had to reboot it. It's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible how this shit works in this place. I don't understand what's going on with this thing. I might be doing a burn and rot in Helen Hunt. I don't know. 
All right, we got to buy that fucking URL then. I'm sure Chris is on it right now. Fuck. And it, Helen Hunt just comes out. Yeah. Scary. Your mother sucks cock in Helen Hunt. Oh. Which would mean that your mother was sucking a cock in the vagina of Helen Hunt. So it's like a threesome, I guess? Swear. I'm not. Seriously, I'm not some fucking mathematician. I can't sit there the whole time and fucking... I'm no mathlete the way you grew up. Did you go to Stuyvesant until, like, just sitting there answering questions? No, I went to Brooklyn Technical High School, the sister school of Stuyvesant. Brooklyn Tech, when you can't get into Stuyvesant. That's the gist of it. Well, you know what? I'd like to make this show about you, but Fez has been grabbing the stick. And feeling good about it? Um, iffy. Iffy at best. Conversationally? That last segment that you did when you were explaining the new show to me, it was just give and take, and and it was just very, very comfortable. Uh, that was Paul Reiser. That wasn't me. Too bad. I would love to do a show with Paul Reiser. Now, see, what? here's what I don't understand. Here's two guys that don't even know each other. We can go back and forth. You know us. Right, and I'm still uh, inept. What's that mean? Um, unskilled. You don't think you have skills? Uh, is this the part where I'm supposed to go, no, you're really funny? And no. I build you all up? No, it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it's, um, it's just, yeah, bad social skills. This is exactly what, the way it went with me and Paul Reiser, the yeah. fucking give and take. It's going back and forth. Or he would lock a little bit and start to twist his head back and forth. And I'd be like, yeah, ride it, baby. Ride the snake. The ancient snake. Go ahead, Fuzzy. You got the stick today. Well, George Lucas's daughter is returning to freestyle cage fighting. Uh, MMA fighting for, for women. I didn't know that she had that opportunity to return to. I know nothing about it. I didn't know she had been in the cage before. I had no idea. Then this is the thing that you and I do. So it's uh, they're really missing a big opportunity here. She really should be Amanda Death Star Lucas or whatever. Come out in a Jedi robe, play the uh, the Vader theme as she's walking in. They should totally Star Wars this thing up. She would be huge. She doesn't even have to win. People would just be there for Amanda the Wookiee Lucas. Well, we'll definitely have to watch her wrestle. It's going to cost her money, though, to get that trademark. I'm sure Lucas will fucking charge her. Oh, who charges everybody else? <laughs> I don't know why. She's been in, like, those last three movies, the prequels. But I have no idea why he didn't make her some sort of intergalactic cage fighter. Wait, she was in the movies? Yeah, she had, like, a cameo role. Hmm. I think she was painted blue. But this is an amazing skill. Yeah, I'll definitely watch one. And she had to, like, come to the ring uh, uh, with the droids. Wow, there she is. She looks like the real deal. Her face is all fucked up there. Yeah, she looks fucking beat. Yeah, she said that she's taken time off because she was getting married and didn't want to look like an abuse victim going down the aisle. You're married to a guy? All I heard was married. Now, this is an adopted kid, right? Yeah, yeah, I, all of his kids are adopted. Yeah, because I can't see in him having cage-fighting blood. No. By the way, speaking of this, even though he's got all the money in the world, could you be at home with the kids making sure they're doing stuff? 
with fucking man about you money? Fuck no. Get me the fuck out of there. I'm going to get an au pair. Is that what they're called? For fuck the, yeah. They're like rich people nannies. Yeah, give me a couple of them, and I'm out. But I can't, I mean, I think kids are great, and I like to make them laugh and fucking scare them and shit, but to be there and, like, fucking know, like, all right, let's get those shoes on. No, I don't give a fuck about Whoa. you. You put your shoes on. That's way too much. You're asking way too much of me. That or is that the same shirt you had on yet? No, I got no. I got no fucking opinions about that. It's time I, you went to school. I, I, it's just, and I, I know that, um, see, here's, I think, the difference. My father's generation, the men worked and the women stayed home, took care of the kids, whatever. And those days, we consider any father who was employed and his children had food and clothing to be a good father. Yes, get their unpaid, hold on a job. Yeah, because I consider my dad a good father uh, and I would only see him occasionally. And he would go like this. Wait, your mother said you did this? I'm like, no. <laughs> She's crazy. What's she talking about? And then on vacation, we would fish. But other than that, there wasn't a real lot of Seems like enough. interplay. And I swear to God, I think I have more memories of my dad in Canada than I do in Pennsylvania. <laughs> because then we would see him all day. And I remember we were always like, well, this is great. Because it was like having a fucking... Um, Celebrity come in. Like, I've heard a lot about your work. Like guest star. Yeah. It was like Paul Reiser coming in today. That's how he'd see my dad. He would explain his job a little bit. And then he would be gone. It was great. You know? It'd be yeah. like the Stones coming to town. Fuck yeah. But when you said, all right, the wife is going to work too, then the men started to be graded on how they interacted with their children and what they did. Um, you know, does he cook? Is he cleaning? You know, is he helping this and that? And then the men b become what we have now, a generation of total failures. Oh, yeah. Because you can't win on that. You can't fucking pull those skills off. I couldn't. I can't fucking. I would never be able to feed a kid. I couldn't sit there and make like a balanced meal for a child. But you can't do that for yourself. Right. I mean, the food that you eat for yourself, you have heart attacks. So, No. I mean, it's not. I mean, you're you're saying something, but I'm telling you, I'm sure some men can pull it off, but it's a rare, rare feat. It's incredibly difficult work, and you have to somehow. I think the word word is care. And my favorite thing is you watch this now on the weekends, when you see it's Daddy's weekend, right? Yeah. Whether you're at the mall or wherever you're at McDonald's in the park. Look at the hair on the little girl. The hair is just frizzed, and there's a bad fucking ponytail somewhere on her head. Because a man can't fucking pull it off. A man can't do it. The uh, Vince McMahon is, wants to take the wrestling out of WWE, out of the name. Just simply go with WWE and start branching out into other entertainment spectrums. Mistake, mistake, focus on the core, the wrestling. The wrestling is, the wrestling's not doing too well anymore. His audiences are down at house shows and on television. Which is why he wants to branch out and do other things. And he's made movie stars and he's made TV stars and then, but they leave him for that. 
Like, what if he would have just had The Rock through that whole time? Start a movie fucking studio. There you go. Well, I guess he does, right? He has WWE films, but they're all directed uh-huh. to DVD. He's, yeah, he's sticking his big toe in it. Yeah, yeah. But just like, uh, no business wants to just have the one revenue stream. This is why Pizza Hut went to the hut. You know, these guys don't do stuff anymore off just the top of their heads. The amount of research that go into branding and what is next and other revenue streams. There's no such thing as I'm making gut decisions. So I'm sure this is, first of all, like you said, it's something he's been working on for years. And it's, I don't think something that he's making lightly. But the guy's worth a billion dollars, right? Right, yeah. How the hell can we sit around and act like we know what he should be doing before him? I mean, he's got to know what weighs up. Except for the XFL. Now, suppose, like you said, these things are... Yeah, you're right. He is, he's Fuck made... Up. And it definitely was an idea that was too big. Way too big. That was crazy. He owned every team or whatever. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and the World Bodybuilding Federation. Another one that didn't work out. But now, suppose, like you said, wrestling is going away. And all that's happening. Why? MMA is fucking better than him because it's real. And they're doing, other than that, they're doing the same gimmicks. Like, you know, let's make the guys bigger than life and let's mm-hmm. build them up and let's really aim ourselves at that young male dollar. Crazy gimmicks and shit for the, yeah. the guys. Uh, we'll build a star and then they get upset and everyone goes crazy. But you can't make your money just off of one thing anymore. No, hell no. Diversify. So who knows? I mean, I don't know if he can make movies, but he might have enough info. You know, he might have enough information that he sees that this wrestling thing, although there'll always be wrestling of some kind, uh-huh. will never be as profitable as it used to be. It'll never be as big as it used to be. Maybe he knows that. We don't. Uh, Tina Fey is pregnant. And I think it would be a great idea to have Liz Lemon get pregnant on the next season of 30 Rock. Well, there's, I'm sure, at least a 50-50% chance that happens. So it's... Uh, She's either going to be pregnant on the show or wearing a lot of coats and holding platters. Well, fucking Elaine, when she was pregnant on Seinfeld. Yeah. You could catch she was pregnant sometimes, though. Plenty of times. And that King of Queens, sometimes that fucking woman outweighs him. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I know, I've, and I've she's still doing fat jokes about him. I'm called for. I'm called for. You're <laughs> fucking hysterical. I don't like that. <laughs> Guy's fucking busting his ass at UPS. Uh, Shane, you're on one of Hey, what's up, buddies? Um, I don't know if, if we could say wrestling's really going away, didn't he? WrestleMania just attract the biggest crowd that they've ever had at that venue in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, but I think that's a special occasion. Overall, the house shows have been down, and the ratings have been down, from what I read. Yeah, but I don't know if you could say it's going away when they just attracted that many fans. Maybe it's not enough to get that many fans once a year. I don't know. All right, well, peace, buddy. Sounds good. Bye. But I said they were making it too G-rated, and now the ratings are showing it. I've said that all along. No one's ever, no one's calling you a liar there, Watley. You're a fucking truth speaker. 
Well, they also have no competition. I mean, I think after buying WCW, it was fucked. I'm telling you, their competition is that fucking mixed martial arts. Oh, yeah. That's their competition. And it's making the other stuff look sillier and sillier. And the fact that Lesnar went over and, you know, he wasn't big with Vince, but now he's big <laughs> is weird. That's fucking nuts. He was a joke after he left the fucking after, I think he left to go to training camp, right, for the Vikings? Yeah. And then you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Now he's huge. He's w, 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 gigantic. Heavyweight champion was heavyweight champion. Um, coming up tonight on the Hallmark Channel, it is the new show featuring Alexis and Jennifer from the Whatever Show here at Sirius XM. This is called Whatever You're Wrong. Tonight on the Hallmark Channel at 11 p.m. in the East. Then at 11.30, it's an episode of Whatever Martha. All on the Hallmark Channel. That's coming up tonight. Oh, and Jennifer's going to be doing live tweeting through the show. On her uh, Twitter, uh, at Jennifer Hutt on Twitter.com. Uh, there's a body modification uh, that's uh, getting noticed. It's uh, elfin ears, where people are having their ears pointed. Yeah, this was a couple years ago on, um, what's that uh, Brooklyn TV show? The one that we fucking love. Oh, but uh, to death, death and sad and lonely. Yeah. That whole thing had that episode with the, the girls getting the elfin ears. I like it. That was uh, Galvin Axe's, like, nerdy girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, that was cool. He was really into it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they like the elfin ears. They really should just go with pointed ears so that, you know, if someone is wanting to be a Vulcan, they're not being mistaken as an elf. Well, I think that was it. I think she did have Vulcan ears. And she was called an elf, right? Yeah, she was the, she was the Star the Trek girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and now the uh, antlers, the 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 uh, horns on the head. Well, we had that ten years ago on our show. Remember, the guy yeah. came in; he had horns in his head. He had a snake uh, tongue and shit. That got. I mean, I think the. Um the first Star Wars prequel really blew that up because the fucking the bad guy with the red head had the fucking horns. Oh, what was his name? That guy was fucking great. In Darth it. Maul. He was the only thing that was good. Yeah, he was the fucking best part. The rest of that shit was garbage. See, that's where well, they... And then they killed him off. Yeah, me. They cut him in half and threw him down a fucking pit. You're fucking making a mistake there, dude. Come on. He should have been fucking chasing people around for fucking three episodes. <laughs> scary as shit. Yeah, he was scary. Extra scary <laughs> when you consider it's a movie for little kids. <laughs> and yet he's got no heat. He's not fucking no. remembered at all. They bring up Jar Jar Banks constantly. And this poor fuck could have been huge. Because he was the only guy who looked like he could actually fight in the history of Star Wars. They moved so slow in all the other Star Wars. He's a fucking double lightsaber. Fucking has horns. Come on. And then he got replaced by Christopher Lee. Which probably isn't as frightening or as intimidating to uh, uh, any of the little kids. Or the Star Wars fans. The very old Darth Tyrannus. Very true. But they haven't figured out... They do. They can do the horns, but they haven't figured out how to do full antlers yet. That will probably be the next step in body modification. I feel like that's going to fuck your neck up, because those things got to be heavy as shit. They fucking get like, you know, 15-pound horns on your fucking dome. Right? And they're just hanging off your heads. Your, your neck's going to be fucked. Yeah, but you keep a lot of hats up there. All right. 
That doesn't. And seem- young kids could just fucking bash each other. If I had fucking horns, I'd be fighting constantly. Just butt in the fucking people. Fuck you, man. You're like stabbing them. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's the, um. Yeah, body modification people never seem to be worried about the inconvenience of something. Like the split tongue or the giant hole in the ear. That part doesn't really seem to bother them at all. You are right about that. So I don't think heavy antlers is going to detour anyone who really wanted them. Detour or deter? Uh, deter. I think it, I think it would detour them from going in that direction. Yeah. Well, yeah, detour away from the body body modification shop. It's just a tattoo shop. Uh, the Swedes are putting uh, their famous actors on their currency now. So they're going to have um, Ingmar Bergman uh, on their money, some other actors, Ingrid Swenson. Uh, who would make the first cut for our money? William Shatner. And then you could say, give me a bill. Oh, Give shit. me a fucking bill. Here you go. I got three bills. Would it be young Shatner or old Shatner on this fucking thing? Probably like to go old Shatner. Yeah. The one that weighs like 320. 80-year-old Shatner. Um, Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, I wanted to remind you. You were talking about uh, the WWE branching into the movies a little bit. We were. Mm-hmm. We were talking back, about that. Back in the early or late 80s, early 90s. I Just say back in the day and we'll know what you're talking about. Okay, back in the day when I was a kid, they had a cartoon series that came on on the weekends that starred all the WWF guys. Uh, had Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and they were battle evil all day long, and it was called, I forget what it was called, but that's all it was, was these guys just battling each other all day long in a cartoon series. Yeah, that wasn't real. That was just cartoons. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you're on running Fez. Fez, you're killing it. Good job. Hey, Ronnie, remember the movie Jacob's Ladder? Yeah. The nurse? The nurse had the horns in her head? Oh, that yeah, that's right. Shit out of me, man. That, that was a pretty fucking... Out. That was Good. a scary movie if you were a back-in-the-day kid. Oh, yeah, scared the shit out of me. Poor bastard getting out of the nam. But did you hate the twist of you've always been dead? Yeah. Then, then, then I can't do anything. Then what's the point? What is the fucking point of having a movie? Come on. Come on. Drop Come on, some, motherfucker. Drop some fucking ass. Come on, fuck Come face. on, let's do it. Fuck you. Come on. Fuck you if go. you think this is a movie. Suck and fuck. The Pentagon uh, leaders uh, were talking about Don't Ask, Don't Tell and how it hasn't uh, brought up any anxiety from the field. The troops are, uh, as they get conditioned to it, as they're starting to work it in, the troops are not complaining. It's going much smoother than they thought it was. And then, of course, there were some GOP congressmen who said, this is basically, I've showed up at the Alamo and all the troops are dead. That this is killing the armed forces, even after the Pentagon leaders brought this out. And that don't ask, don't tell should never be repealed. So I was thinking that they don't, they can't even possibly believe this. Because if it's okay, it wouldn't be okay for them to have gay people serve in the military 
whether they told or not. If it's such a detriment, if it's destroying the armed forces to the point of a, to compare it to a massacre, they can't really believe that gay people shouldn't be in the army. And that it's just, it's. I'm going to agree with you. It's just a fake argument. I agree. It's never been real. It's always been based on religion. But I think it should go so far to now be ask tell. Where you're constantly like, Hicks, what are you, straight or gay? Straight. All right, I'm straight. Good. Straight? Wait, what are, where are you again? Straight. All right. How about you? I'm straight. All right. I'm straight. Good. Because I'm straight, too. All right. We're both straight. All right. See, that would cause a lot more uh, difficulty than uh, don't ask, don't tell. Really? It open. would be all asking and telling all day long. Nothing would get done. Not everyone would know, then. So you're saying you go back to the don't ask, don't tell? No. No. Mm. I wouldn't use either policy. Oh. I like to ask tell. So no policies. No policies on sexuality. Right. But do you know that the original don't ask, don't tell was to protect gay people? Yeah, it was also a compromise. Life is about compromise, but it was better than if you're if I asked you and you lie, you could be drummed out of the service. It was to protect them of keeping your sexuality to yourself, uh-huh. which I thought most of us would want to have. I don't know how it suddenly became vilified as something, you know, that was terrible, because from the beginning it was meant to protect. Just like here, I would consider don't ask, don't tell uh, a pretty comfortable way to de- have people not talking about their sex life at work. Even though I saw a very famous comedian with his pants down in the hall mm. last week. There's some shenanigans. You find the best old phrases and bring them back. Thank you. The other day we were arguing and Hicks came up and said, what's with all the brouhaha? Hey, guys. what's the hellabob? I go, what does that even mean? You even inventing shit. Yeah, where's the cranky tank going, huh? <laughs> where's that at? Then you actually said this to one of the biggest bosses here. What up, stank finger? Yeah. How's that finger still stanking? Ignored me. Um. Yeah, out. Out. Of stuff. You're the stick guy today. I'm you got to be the stick guy. Now, Higgs, I was going to ask you about this. Okay. I was out. I'm out. I got nothing. Oh, no. no. I'm in the fucking shithouse. I'm out. I'm just, I got. No, don't say that. I got nothing. But. Um, but one of the well-known radio personalities here. Did not wash his hands after the bathroom. Okay. And it had me thinking, why would that be even something I would notice? It's like people piss outside, oh. and you don't think I need to get to water qu- quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I'll even ask this. Do people feel the need to quickly wash their cock when they find out they're going to get a fucking blowjob in a car? Do you go quickly? Give me a wet nap. Don't put your mouth there. You it's a it's penis. Been. It's dirty. There's piss and yet we act like we need to fucking wash down. People are just obsessed. I think as time goes on, people just become more and more germaphobic. 
and they're just obsessed we've gotten with girl, getting yeah, sick. We're, we're like old ladies, germophobic. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's, there's, there's people who wash their hands and go outside, and there's a Purell dispenser or whatever immediately outside the bathroom, and then there's one 20 feet down. I think they're passing the that by, too. Um, so you're watching them. You oh, keep I, an eye out. I will notice that. Out. Out. Um, Mike, you're on the Running Fetish Show. Hey there, Ronnie B. I was wondering, are we allowed to send you cigars now, or do we have to wait till after Easter? No, I have a full humidor at my house, a walk-in humidor, so it's always feel fine if, uh... Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. Uh, Chad, you're on Running Fest. Hello? Yeah. Um, I'm confused. Shazzy yesterday said that gay people should keep their sexuality to themselves, but now with regards to the military, he's saying that they should openly say what they are. I never said that. I said yeah, they shouldn't... They don't I, ask, don't, if they don't that, ask, don't tell doesn't work, which is where they keep it quiet. That, that doesn't mean repealing. That means they go and announce it to the core. It doesn't mean it, uh, it happens during morning announcements. They don't blow but it through don't revelry. Ask, don't tell me you know keep it quiet. You don't tell anybody. If you repeal that, then you can tell people. Yes, you could. If you wanted to, it doesn't mean everyone's going to. All it means is that if there's, you could show up somewhere socially and bring your same-sex partner with you if you wanted to. It doesn't mean you're going to start Wait. chanting it. Now, today you can't show up with a buddy? Like, you ever have been to a wedding and, a, and some fucking guy will show up with shorts and with some drunk that he knows? Oh, hell yeah. That, that, that's me. Yes. <laughs> I know one ever thinks. Hey, are they in a same-sex relationship? Those guys are fucking each other. You're just like, those fucking guys will do anything for free drink and food. Yeah, I'll sit through this fucking, let's go. All right, but then after the fucking wedding, we're drinking and eating for free. It's <laughs> open bar, right? Yes, I told you six times. And then it's a cash bar for an hour, and then you have to leave. Hmm. I guess this is okay. Don, Nebraska, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, heading westbound to Denver, going to catch Queens of the Stone Age tonight. I'm pretty stoked. All right, people are saying on 202 Friends that Fez is out. He's announced he's out. What did you say? Oh, I said I was I was um, out of material is what I said. Oh, when you said out, is that that's what you meant? Yeah. Now, did you think you had enough material today? You know you I got... I've just been trying different things. You know you got the stick, though, right? Mm-hmm. But why don't you just, like I said, converse? Hicks doesn't have any material, but he's ready to converse. What up, Ronnie B? He's not reading. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Why don't you... On Monday, are we even coming in? Because I know that we would have to start the show as a best of, right? Yeah, we're starting, yeah. As a best of? Yeah. Well, maybe we should continue a best stuff. For the whole day? Yeah, we don't have any guest book, right? I don't, th- I don't believe so. What are you pointing at? What? Just say it, Zito. There is that person that you emailed me about. Oh, Tommy John again. But I think Is he in town? Yeah, I think he's in town, so we could... Uh, no, he's only doing Letterman that night. Hmm. We'll come in for Tommy. But if we were on top of this, we'd have known in advance. Or you could have booked him back for a Tuesday. Because I know you're burnout. I got burnout and out. 
Mm-mm. Burnout and out. Um, let's go over to uh, let's go over here to Dave in Tennessee. You're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. I just wanted to say, when you're outside pissing, you're not touching anything that other unwashed hands have touched, like you do in a public restroom. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, they every time that they do something, the worst possible place in a restroom is the sink. It is the most germ-filled fucking place that you have. This is. I don't understand the people who, they're germophobic, and they'll do this in the restrooms, where they'll, they'll wash their hands and then open the door with a paper towel because they're trying to keep them clean, but then they leave their germy paper towel on the door handle for the next person where there's no way around it. That person has to grab that towel one way or another and get it off the handle. No, I'm not trying to bust balls with you. But I don't think I've ever seen a, come up to a bathroom door and there was a paper towel stuck there. Really? I see it all the time here. Here? Yeah. All right, next time tell me. And I'm willing to back you up. I will be willing to back you up. I just can't ever recall where I saw a paper towel stuck to a door. No. A lot of bathrooms don't even have doors anymore. They design them. Yeah, I like it without a door, too. You just, you just walk in. Yeah. And then I like it so people can see it from the fucking street. Or, and ballparks always have that. There's no door. In movie theaters, too, a lot of the times. Uh, over at the Hard Rock, um, the big public restroom was for men and women the other day. Oh, that's I guess weird. one of them was fucked up. But the only thing that was separating was the stalls. That's like at the the modern, that restaurant uh, we went to, where it was just a unisex bathroom. Fucking freaked me out. Just walking in there. Just right, people are writing to me that uh, Shatner is already on Canadian money. I had no idea. He stops in Can- uh, Canada. Almost like Canada. He must be. He must be beloved there. I know you don't have anything. I'm just fucking with you. Where are you looking? Um, I would put Pepper Hicks on our money. I love it. You belong there. Then you're you're the only one without pictures of yourself. I'll go on the dollar. Well, the the dollar, if it's up north, it's a dollar. The dollar is nice. I mean, you get seen every single day. But I think a hundred or a fifty would be better. Then you're that special occasion uh-uh. picture. You know that most one hundred dollar bills are not even in this country. Yeah. No, I don't. It's know considered that. dope money. People don't want one hundreds. Black market shit. Yeah. Something like sixty five percent of the fucking hundreds <laughs> aren't even in America. You bring out a hundred, and people are like, "What the fuck is with this? What am I with a fucking cokehead?" <laughs> Um, Bill, you're on running first. Hey, Ronnie. You guys uh, need to include Ted in your group. Yeah, you asked Pepper, and Pepper asked you, but you guys never asked Fez. I'm not going to harass Fez, and you become... Every time I get rid of a daily Fez harasser when I recognize his voice, a new one pops up every day. I'm not going to sit here and bug Fez about his sexuality. If there's ever a day Fez wants to tell us, he has told us he's done nothing. Yeah. He's made it this long in his life. 
No other contact. Well, let's face it, Fez has already outlived a lot of famous people. And at this time, not only have you not had sex, Fez, you've never even wanted to have sex. I've always been afraid of sex, yes. Um, Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. All right. If we were, our country was founded um, on the separation of church and state, right? So if that's the case, why do we fucking care about whether people are gay or not or any of that? I don't understand why the, the government even has anything to do with it, period. A lot of people agree with you. I mean, I'm I'm 33 years old. I'm starting to, you know, try, you know, look at government and whether I, you know, I've voted the last few times. And this this next coming election, I'm wondering why the fuck do I even vote? Because it seems to me that these people are all fucking crooks either way. The Republicans, Democrats, whoever, you know, none of them are worth a shit. I don't, I don't really know why I'm even uh, voting for. What, you know, what does it even get done? It is uh, absolutely bewildering and exhausting to follow our political process. The fact that it's going to cost the next president, either party, a billion dollars to get there during a time where we got no fucking money. Just to get re-elected. Three avatars to get this motherfucker president, where then he can't do Jack Dick once he gets in. He'll just get attacked. And uh, we don't have the balls because we sit up. around and, and you know, if there's any saints in this country, it's the founding fathers. I mean, they are in complete fucking sainthood in our secular religion. We can't believe that there's, you know, we actually have people that are like constitutionalists where they want to fucking go over each and every fucking minutiae of detail. Yeah. And the fact is, if we had any balls, and it'll take time, but we really need to re-sit re down and figure out what we're doing because they didn't have 300 million people when they wrote this stuff up. Oh, fuck no. And it is exhausting, exhausting to follow any political process and care about it in this country. It is cheap Madison Avenue bullshit these days. Both fucking parties. Both parties are bullshit. Well, they're going to do the fundraising. It ought to be fundraising not just for elections, but for any pet project that they have, whether it's an invasion or uh, uh, wind energy. Go out and raise money for that. People are obviously... If they're into the candidate, they're going to give money if Obama can get a billion dollars together. Do you realize how many of these projects fucking make that billion dollars look like it's not even jack shit? Do you realize how many billions of dollars that get spent on something like the Second Avenue fucking subway that isn't even a federal deal? And that federal money is spinning all around this country? Trillions. Trillions of dollars spinning around the world. We owe fucking like thirteen trillion. Yeah. Money we spent that we ain't got. We ain't raising money and spending it. We're just spending it. I just got sent to me. Um Thank you for remembering historically accurately on Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So many morons, even professional commentators, think went 
that it went from a policy of gays openly serving to don't ask, don't tell. No, the point of it was always if you're found out you're gay, right, uh, you can't surf. This is why a lot of guys in Vietnam would put on makeup, come in, hello, I'm here to serve, and they would actually stamp it. Now, the original guys got away with it because it was considered such a ridiculous, you know, horrifying thing at first that then they started going, I know you're not fucking gay. I'm going to talk to your teachers. I'm going to talk to people in your neighborhood. If I find out you've been eating pussy, you could be fucking arrested for that. That's right. So it used to be just if you were gay, you could be out. Now it's leave that person alone and don't talk to them about it. But don't go back to think that something was taken away from people. It was actually um, supposed to benefit them. Um, let's go over to Nate. Nate Manor in Manifest. Hey, buddies. Hey, judging by Anthony's Twitter, I think he's got 65% of the hundreds down there in his suite. Anthony's Twitter is so exciting because he just he, he just keeps winning. They're going to fucking throw him off a boat. They're going to hire two of those fucking Mexicans um, from the kitchen to go up into his room and chuck him off the fucking boat. Oh, yeah. He'll fall off a balcony. <laughs> right. Okay. I guess he was seen drinking earlier. He fell off the balcony, and he must have had his money with him because it's missing, too. Weird. They'll just start adding drinks to his tab right about that time. We will break. And we'll be back. Stickman is back on the job. What are we coming back with, Stick? Uh, not sure yet. You got to give those people something to come back with. What do you got for them? Um, let's see. Uh, a gift I received. Fezzi received a gift. Oh, wow. And there's a gift that is going to fucking blow your mind. You'll probably shit yourself. Matter of fact, if you're listening at home, sit on your toilet right now. So after he tells you about this gift, your shit is at least going to a good place. Be prepared. Jump, run a fez, shit. You know, she just wanted the bitches I got set up. I got mail over in Hermosa Beach, and I rent this little place for Simone and then Compton, where you staying. Mm-hmm. And about four blocks away, I got this young 19-year-old country girl named Sharonda. I found her on the bus stop two days out of Georgia, barefoot country as a chicken Took her to my place in Compton, told her it was Hollywood. Do whatever girls start their new TV show tonight. That's on Hallmark, 11 o'clock, in the Beast. I don't know what it is playing out on the best side. In Central, I wouldn't even fucking know how to begin that. I think it's I'm going to tell you this. If I lived in the central time zone, I would always either be too early or too late for something. I'd be like, fuck, I thought it was some other time. Well, I was in Austin. I, I missed calling into the show because I thought it was like 2 o'clock when it was actually 3. It fucked me up. You missed calling into the show because you were fucked up. That didn't help anything at all. Stick, man. Got a gift. Yeah, I uh, received a gift in the mail yesterday. Was it, it the gift of life? No, it was not the gift of life. It was a portrait a friend of mine had painted of my father. 
and sent to me. And it was a little off-putting. It was a picture from a birthday party of his that from a few years back mm-hmm. where the theme was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they had put a silly kid's pirate hat on him. So unless you know that story from about five years ago, if this portrait is... Did, did it look like him? No. No, not... They really didn't capture right, what so, my father looked like. I, I mean, if my father had Down syndrome, yes, they captured it perfectly. Um, so your father looks like retarded man-child in a toy pirate hat. In, in a tiny pirate hat. No, this is the commission that did this? Yeah. I figured. Um, so did you call her? I have not... I got it late last night, so I did not call. Mm. So I, I need to call this weekend and say... Hey, I've received this portrait of my father. What are you going to say? I'll thank her for all the effort she put into it. Now, see, I know that you're saying this in your way of... But I want you to say something. What would Larry David do? Larry David would make this an even more uncomfortable thing. Yeah. And also, you sent that picture of my father. I'm kind of curious. Uh, why that picture? Why, out of all the pictures, did you pick the one with him with the tiny pirate hat on? Doesn't really look like him either. You think it does? I mean, I don't know. You're the you're the painter, but you're the um, artist. it's your vision. But I don't see it. Did you take a picture of it so we could all take a look at it? Uh, no, I didn't take a no. phone picture. That would have been the thing that would have put this over. We'd have it up on two hundred two friends right now. Banging it out. Style. Yeah, my camera was here, so I, I will get it over You don't have one on your phone? No. Got a rocket camera phone. Where's your fucking phone from? 93? Yeah, for some reason... It, so what are you planning on doing with the picture? Well, I guess I'm just going to put it away. It's very, it's very off-putting because, like, my father's eyes are crossed in it. Um, his tongue is kind of hanging out. The original photo was included. Wow, that's a great picture of young Larry David. A crazy He looks like he fucking sang for R.E.M. then. (laughs) And the train conductor said... I never would have guessed that was Larry David. Do you remember him from Fridays? Not really, no. That's what he looked like. It's a great fucking kind of a 70s New York look. It's awesome. Looks like he'd be friends with Richard Dreyfus during the Goodbye Girl. Is that members only jacket he's got on? I hope so. He was the first fucking member. They ought to fucking try to. All right, here's my idea: get a hold of members only because right. they're still around, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, bigger than ever. Yeah. All right. Now, oddly enough, retro is gigantic. Yeah. I want to do a remembers only jacket. Okay. Where it's members only. We know we're being ironic. We know we're being weird. We remembers only. That would be huge. Thanks for backing me up, Watley. That's you know, I noticed idea. this with our fucking dynamic that we have. I back you up with everything that you say. You back me up with everything that I say. And you know why? Why? That's funny. That fucking thing. Of moving mm-hmm. back and forth. Like, your idea is great. Like, I'm always telling Hicks, great idea, buddy. 
Thanks. Make it happen. Thanks, Ron. I'm going to get on that. Who's she? What's her deal? She, this is the membersonlyoriginal.com. I guess she's acting wacky. Got she could get fucking jacket. pixie ears. Yeah, she, I think she is actually going to get them. Um, this guy. She looks like she's a flight attendant. Uh, Big Fez Watley got the stick. What do you got, BF? Um, trying to think of something to talk about here. Um, oh, let me think. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can hang this uh, portrait up in uh, the apartment because All right, new it, topic. Would, it, it would need to be explained over and over again to anyone who might have seen it. Now, again, do you have a lot of people stopping by your apartment? No. No. So that's not the problem. The problem is you don't want to see it, right? Right, yeah. Why don't you just tell her, I'm going to fucking paint over this because what you did to my dad, I don't want anybody to see him that way. Spray paint it. I but could... why doesn't it fucking picture to her? You know, being a painter is not fucking taking a photograph and copying it. You know what we have for that? A fucking copy of a photograph. If you wanted a big fucking picture of that hanging up, you could have blown up that and put it up there. Don't fucking paint from that point of view. It also seems like, too, after someone loses someone, you might want to check and say, would you like a big portrait of that person for your home? So you felt that they had crossed the line. Yeah, that it was impressing this about me, expecting it to go up in my apartment. And even if it was a good portrait, I still don't think I would be ready to hang it up. Well, we've talked about this before. It is, in my opinion, wildly inappropriate to give something, somebody something that they're supposed to hang on their walls. I had a, a friend who gave me uh, paintings by a poor artist as well, Fez. Three of them. Hey. All neighborhood shots to say, here, put these... On your walls. This is how you should decorate your house. Right. Now, I have a collection of paintings that I call Lesser Works by Major Artists. Uh, affordable Works by Major Artists. That's cool. This person was not a major artist. Uh, and three of these things went up. Were they like in a corner? Hallway. Okay. All right. I got them in a hallway. Okay. But I was uncomfortable with the thing of why wouldn't somebody picture the same exact thing that you're going through now, Fez. It's wildly inappropriate to say, here, put this on your wall, and then you're forced to look at it every day. You'll be reminded of us every day. Fuck the Dolly painting that you have. Look at this one. I don't know. The Dolly painting. It's Dolly. Come on. Hello, Dolly. What are you going to do? You know, you can't fucking get along with people. Uh, let's see here. See what I uh, got. Um, I like the segways. They're 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 worse than the the dead air. He disagrees with everything I say. <laughs> he w disagrees with everything that I say. Now here's the funny thing, though. If I said to him, "Your segways are worse than dead air," he'd get his feelings hurt, right? Yeah. But then he says it about himself. Yeah. Don't say that, Fez. You want to go to the phones, Fez? Sure. 
I had an idea for a reality show where it's it. I think uh, I was calling it "Build a Better Mousetrap." I think that was the working title I had for it. Where okay. it's unlike Shark Tank, where you have to come up with original ideas. This is for the less creative people, and you just think of a way to improve an existing product. All right, I got one. What's that? Butter, right? Uh huh. Yeah. More butter. So you double down on your butter. So you get like more butter. Yeah. That sounds good. So like when people put butter on toast, yeah. more butter that motherfucker. Mm, salty. My my name for it would be more butter. Okay. And then the tag would be because more is better. And I'm hoping to get Michael Moore. That big butter fucking ball that fucking be the guy who pitches it. And then make a documentary about it. Like a butter documentary. All right. I think he'd be down. Well, he needs a camera crew. You got one for his premise six? Build a better mousetrap. Build a better mousetrap. Well, we have bacon-flavored water. Bacon water. That fucking sounds fantastic. I see the bacon cologne out there again all, all over the place. I'm not drinking that. I'm drinking bacon water. Yeah, it's delicious bacon water. Now, um, would you only have it with breakfast? No, this is like a, also could be a sports drink where you're fucking like working out. Whew, after workout, bacon water. They say you're supposed to have protein pretty quickly after a workout. There you go. You're infusing your fucking body with protein bacon water. Mm. That sounds good to me. I got um, an idea. Mix some more butter in there. <laughs> In your bacon water. So it's oh, I got an even more better bounce trap to his. Freeze it, then you got a fucking uh, bacon popsicle. Holy shit. It's everything you love about popsicles, mm-hmm. but bacony good. Sign me up. What about this? You make the fucking pan out of bacon. This way, when you're cooking bacon and bacon, you bite right into the fucking pan. Then there's no cleanup. You got no fucking plates. Everything's getting eaten. Other than the grease that got on the stove. Don't worry about the grease. From the Dude, pan guess melting. What? Guess what the stove's made out of? What? Bacon. Oh. Mechanical bacon. Then um, you just need a stove every time. Troy, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, they got that stuff now. It's called grease. But uh, you can either drink it hot like coffee or you um, can let it set up and cut it up like Hicks, a brownie and eat it. Hicks, I see that you're hurt right yeah, now, I'm right? Yeah, I'm fucking not happy. Can I handle this one for you? Sure. Hey, Troy? Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you, Troy! Oh. He had a dream! Oh. He had a fucking dream! All right, all right, I'm sorry. water! It's a good idea. I'm sorry. Thank you. And don't act like you wouldn't fucking drink grease. Well, who hasn't? Grease or gravy. Just had a nice cup of it. I drink it fast. It looked and smelled so delicious. That would be a great pitch for bacon water. Because let's face it, it's not like you've never drank grease before. Mm. But you got to drink it fast or else it'll fucking harden in the lard. Congeals. Fuck that. Uh, Earl, you're on a pheasant. I hope it's black girl. Please. Uh, No, it's not. It's Indian Earl. But anyway, um... I was thinking about building on your uh, more butter, and you can have hot chicks or girls with hot bodies advertising that have ugly faces, and thus you can have butter faces. It's too far to go, and it's a negative. Yeah, you don't, yeah, they'd be like, ah, oh, that fucking more butter commercial with that ugly broad? Uh, Dr. X, you're on Fez. 
boys coming in like a fucking million Nimoy's. Thanks, bro. That's a great idea, Ronnie. You take a knife. Yeah. And you sharpen the fuck out of it. Boom! Sharp knife, baby. Better knife. It's a better knife. You know, Fez, you looked into this thing and said to yourself, I'm going to take an existing game show and make it better by just saying, make it better. That was your thing. This is per- this is perfect for the whole deal. If you like peanut butter. Mm-hmm, I do. I can make it better. How? Bigger fucking jar of peanut butter. So I get more peanut butter. If you want it. Mm. If not, you can have some more later. Okay. I really like it, though. All right, here's an idea for you. What was that? Let's say fried chicken. Mm-hmm, delicious. And let's say, let's face it, there are people out there who suck a cock for fried chicken. Yeah, they need it. What's the most fried chicken you've ever eaten in your life? I'll probably like a bucket and a half of fried chicken. Double it! Oh, my That's God. my idea. You make it even more, Three even better. buckets of chicken. Now, I've also got an idea for the two gallons of ice creams. Oh. It's a lot of ice cream. Not enough foods get the bucket treatment. Bucket of bacon would be fantastic. I got a better idea. All right, you got cars now, right? Mm -hmm. They run on what? Gasoline. Fuck that. Make one that runs on water. Boom. It's free. You're out of fucking gas. Fuck it. Put a hose in there. You're driving. Now. um, Water's a lot cheaper than gas. It's great. It won't be. It's so much fucking cheaper. I got another idea for you. You like an easy chair, right? Love it. What's an easy chair missing? A vagina. You fucking put a vagina in there, and you're fucking your easy chair. Why? Better ba- mousetrap. Boom. Don't fucking stay in, Fezzy. Mm-hmm. Elbows tight. Fuck no. We're throwing elbows. We're swinging for the fucking fences. Fuck you. So We're on like, top of things. I'm sitting in my easy chair. I'm like, I'm fucking horny. Right. I think I'm going to jerk off. No, wait. I'm going to fuck the chair. Yes. Because it's like there's a great pussy there to fuck. So does the handle open up the vagina? Like Let's not. Would, that's uh, fucking let the engineers yeah. deal with that. Okay. All right. We're fucking idea people. I'm thinking about jizzing. We're marketing people. And when people sit down, they love to fuck. Hell yeah. Uh, Bill, you're on a fence. Ron, you know me. I love my oranges. But damn, I wish I could have giant oranges. Just constantly bigger and better. Um, Fucking huge. You squeeze one orange for a half gallon of orange juice or squeeze a couple of dozen. Yeah, you want the one big one. Um... Chuck, you're running fast. Hey, Ronnie, I got two things, man. First of all, that, that bacon water, you have to drink it warm or lukewarm or it hard enough, and it would give you bad gas. And no. second thing is, that recliner deal with the badge in it, some of them recliners vibrate. That would be a real good deal. Um, you know, here's the deal. I mean, I could sit around... And just fucking run down other people's ideas the way you do. What the fuck? I don't want to do that, though. Listen. I want to make things happen. Listen, I'm already in research and development of bacon water, and temperature isn't a problem. I don't get it. Um, you know, you try to fucking uh, have... Be- All right, Hicks. Yeah. What's your favorite sport? 
Baseball. Right. You love the good old baseball game, right? Oh, yeah. Can't get enough of but it. But imagine this. Yeah, all right. Baseball with weed. Oh. Every single fucking chair at the game comes with a fucking one-hitter. Oh, my And you just God. sit there and fucking enjoy yourself. So just, baseball with weed. Just watch it smoking up. I'm making a more better be- mousetrap. I'm fucking make. Hold on. I just thought of something. It's your new game show, right? Yeah. What's the name of it? Build a Better Mousetrap. Mine is like yours, but I call it Build an Even Better Mousetrap. Where it's like your show, but better, bigger, faster, stronger, cheaper. Something Americans want and need. More than another show. Yes. Now, what the... What do people love and what makes a family a family? You have a man and a woman and a what? Child. A little baby, right? That's right. Everybody loves a baby. Yeah. Love the way a baby smells. Adorable. Then. But where are the tits at? What if you had a baby with big, giant fucking tits? Like beautiful. Right. So this time you're nursing on a baby. Oh, my. Okay? God. Bigger, faster, stronger. Wait. Easier like, to deal with. Like pedophilia? Yes. Yes. No, because these are fake tits that later are taken out as they reach puberty and get tits of their own. And we're moving, constantly moving ahead. Okay. Sucking fake baby titties. Now, every morning you come in here and you're always telling me you're uncomfortable in your pants, right? Yeah, I can't stand Uh, it. You say they're too snug in the crotch, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Here's my idea. What's that? It's pants with the dick on the outside of the pants. This way... It's breathing finally, in the air, and it's enjoying itself. Finally, I'm not uncomfortable. Is right. that balls, too? Yeah, you're not going to leave your Shit. balls inside. That's terrible. We're Come not on. fucking retards. i my cock around. Uh, Jeremy, you're on my face. Hey, boys. Hey, instead of putting lettuce on your food, boom, you take the lettuce, wrap it around your food. Lettuce wraps. Veggie would love it. Um... Let's uh, move over here to uh, Dan. Dan in Arizona, you're my first. Hey, a bucket of bacon is better than whatever you said, Ronnie. No. What? You wanted no. a bucket of bacon? I got uh, even a better idea. Said- Two buckets. Um, Brilliant. Here's uh, Andy. Andy, what do you got, pal? Hey, I got the morning breakfast cereal that's better than oral sex. Fellatio's. My idea for that was uh, larger fellatios. So it's a fucking jumbo box of fellatios. Oh, man, that's a lot of fucking fellatios. Hicks, you've been thinking about stuff, right? Oh, I'm always thinking about stuff. You know right. I fucking love it. Um, what are you? What, I know that you like to wear fucking sunglasses, right? I can't get enough of sunglasses. But is that so sun. that people can't see what you're up to, what you're doing? You know, it Yeah, kinda, I don't want to see them see my eyes. Right, you don't want them to see their eyes. Yeah. What about sunglasses that make you invisible? Oh That's my God. latest fucking idea. You have that? Ready to go? Working on it. I got all a right. fucking... I just got the name of it. Well, I'll, all right. What's the name of it? Visibilities. Oh, hell yeah. I'm seeing something here online. I don't know how true it is, mm-hmm. but apparently uh, our little Brazilian Julie left her home and is out on the streets. That's she's why a, she was crying on the N train. She's a runaway? She's my little runaway. Um, who could she live with? Fez, you've been looking for a fucking Brazilian roommate. Well, no, I really haven't. But would that is you think that's exactly what you need? Could she move in with you permanently? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about permanently. She could permanently. Uh, no, she could. She right could crash on my couch. She, 
Why oh. would she crash on your couch when you have a spare bedroom? Fez. Just think of the fucking opportunities we're going to have. Now suddenly the rest of us are going to be dropping by to see if you guys are walking around in your underpants. You got to offer, Fez. Permanent residence. All right, you know how I got another idea? I think this could uh, get me elected. How's what that? do people want in a president, Fess? What are the things most Americans need right now? They need jobs. Jobs. Why do they need jobs? Because they're broke. Broke, right? Uh-huh. My idea. I get rid of taxes and give each and every American out there $250,000. Everyone gets 250 large. Every man, woman, and child gets $250,000. I don't see Family that. of four is not worth a million dollars overnight. And what are my taxes on that, Ron? None. No taxes. I don't see how you're not becoming the next president of the United States. I'm right on this platform. It's common sense. You want money? We'll give you money. You don't want to pay taxes? You don't. Fuck them. Fuck taxes. You don't need them. And I could get rid of the defense budget tomorrow. All right. How many nuclear bombs do you think we own in this country? I'd say we probably have like 20,000. 20,000. Why don't you look it up right now for me, Hicks? My minister of defense says 20,000. Armed and ready to go. How many altogether? I have about 2,200 nuclear bombs. Uh, we only had 10% of what we thought we had. You surprised it's that low, Fez? Yeah, yeah. I actually thought I was lowballing. I thought we just had tens of thousands of weapons. No, since the Cold War, we've been knocking them down a little bit. I will say this. The day after I, I become president, we will have zero nukes. Because I'm getting rid of them all on election day. We are fucking shooting them all around the planet. And then we can fire everybody in the army because we won't have anyone left to fight. Now, here's the good news. You're yeah. going, fire the guys in the military. Relax. They're each getting $250,000. This is some crazy shit you're talking, but not fucking sign me up. You know what? It's crazy, but it's good crazy. Oh, I get it. You yeah. know? It's exciting. It'll it, be a busy Sometimes, you know, in the fucking... In the planet of crazy, the sane guy is fucking the craziest one. Yeah. Because he's talking sane. Mm -hmm. I'm laying some sane fucking shit from... I am so sane, dude. I'm insane. Oh, God. I'm fucking dropping that down. So on your platform, rest of the world, nuclear wasteland, every American $250,000. Rich as, rich as fucking you can imagine. I can't wait for this to happen. And also, I don't make any... I dropped the uh, legal age on alcohol... And drugs are fucking free. Just free? Yeah. Drugs are free. Go into a pharmacy and fucking help Just yourself. Take. And everybody can have all the guns they want. I'll fucking Armageddon this entire fucking planet if you elect me. And that's a promise. That's a promise from me to yours. It's on. Fuck Obama and his billion dollars. By the way... uh Kathleen from the Bronx said, you just built a better Kathleen trap. Weed plus baseball, and I'm trapped like a rat or a mouse. Let me tell you something, Kathleen. First of all, you're living in where I call Baseball Central. I need you to be at every game and to be fucking texting me every single at-bat. 
And there's the thing. I didn't think I'd ever get Kathleen to smoke weed or watch baseball again. But by putting them together, I got her. You're a hero. <clears throat> you saved her. Leader, you're on run the fence. Yeah, people love the Super Bowl. Fuck it. We have ten Super Bowls. Back to back to back. A day, dude. Every day is fucking Super Sunday. And guess what? It's also Christmas and New Year's Eve and Halloween. Everything you like happens the same day. And I swear on your baby's giant tits that I can make it happen. Where are you going next? Stay with me. Fucking stay with me. It's a lot of birthday cake orders. Yes, and that's why the economy is going to be fucking kicking ass. And this is great for my caca. And this is great for Molly's. Cupcakes for fucking everybody. That's right. And $3,000 sunglasses. Mm. Ooh. He's doing well, and I'm the one who gave him the best advice he's ever had in his life, the Ron Bennington cupcake, and he hasn't beat it to this day. Blew that shit up for him. I got even a better idea for him. What's that? Bigger Ron Bennington cupcake. Fucking giant one? Yeah, a bigger, better mousetrap. Um, let's get over here to uh, Johnny B. You're on my face. Hey, how's it going, boys? None of your business. All right then. Hey, two hundred and fifty grand. I'm gonna invest all that money. Get this into fried egg flavored ice cubes for the bacon flavored water. Come on. Beauty, bro. Beauty. What a great world we're gonna live in. It is gonna be a fucking. It, the world is gonna be so good we won't even remember the pre-Bennington fucking world. Mm-mm. Get rid of AD. What have we? What have you decided? About Brazilian Julie. Do you fucking go leave here and make a key to your home for her? She could stay with me for a while. They can't be for a while, dude. She's not a fucking gypsy. She's a person. Yeah, she's a human being. She's not going to be comfortable there. I'm guaranteed. We're going to make sure she's comfortable. Get a bunk bed. We're going to turn that into a fuck pad. Why do you want to leave every time you're laughing? Laugh so. into that fucking thing right. like Dennis Quaid was in here. Ah! Ah! Boy, you are two weird fuckers together. Hey. Um, I think we ought to do a Dennis Quaid contest. I can't get a hold of um, anybody over at RBI, but I'd like to run a contest there. Maybe if we could get RBI and 202 friends together. What do we got signed by Dennis Quaid? Let me guess. The Rookie? Mm-mm. All right, breaking away. Nope. Right stuff. Nope. Couldn't find him. Traffic. The band? The movie. All right, uh, I got a very nice thing here from Ken Shane over at Pop Dose. When you need a dose of pop, go to Pop Dose. He said, uh, with today's... Show opener. Now, when I came in, today is Funk Friday, right? Today is Funk Fridays. What did I say to you about the song that was playing? Not Funk, Soul. So this is what Ken writes to okay. me. When today's show opened with soul music, it gave me an idea. As you may recall, one of the things I do for Pop Dose is write a weekly soul music column called Soul Serenade. I do know that. It's posted on Thursday morning each week. What if you did kind of a Soul Friday thing and use the song that I wrote about in last week's column as your opener. 
All right, let's see what he did on Thursday. Give me the last four that he did. Okay. Because this is a possibility. Because I do like a fillet of soul. Did you write about King Curtis? That was a year ago, but yeah, King Cole Soul Serenade. What did you call him? King Curtis. Okay, I thought you said King Cara. <laughs> the Pliers, I Love You a Thousand Times was yesterday's. That's good. That's weird and good. I reviewed Robbie Robertson. Oh, yeah. What do you give uh, Robbie Robertson? Everything's going to fucking have to do with that. Oh, very positive. Good. It's good to hear. Soul Serenade. Yeah. Teddy Pendergrass, live in A2. I love Teddy Pendergrass. Get the Teddy on now for me. I actually think that Love TKO is the best thing that ever has happened in the United States of America. And after that, this country started to suck thick dick. Love TKO would be the name of it. It's the best song in the whole world. Um, why do So why do we have traffic? He was in traffic. I don't even remember him in traffic. What did he play? He was the he was the senator. He was the father of the senator. I thought that was Michael. Well, you got to wait no, now. We're into another conversation. That was um, Michael Douglas. Why the fuck was he in traffic? I don't remember that. Wasn't it Michael Douglas? Yeah. Oh, no, he was the lawyer to uh, that that fucking protected Catherine Zeta Jones's uh, uh, husband, and he then tried to bang her. Was it a very small part? It wasn't very small. It was somewhat. It was significant. Uh, for, well, he's know, on the cover. Of the, he's on the cover of the film. Don't get mad at me. I'm on I'm your side. Gonna... But I never was a big fan of that movie, and I know it was like a big uh, fucking giant one. But I don't know. Cameo on Renefez. Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. I was wondering, when you're, when you're president, are you going to help out your neighbors to the north up here in Canada or what? Not only am I going to help, I'm going to do this. I'm willing to take a fucking uh, eraser and erase that border yeah. once and for all. Yeah, boy. And guess what? Give you naming rights. I'm willing to come up with the name United States of Canada. <laughs> I'll have to work on that then, I guess. I'll start planning. Yeah. And this way, we can start to stretch our shit out, too, Hicks. All right. Yeah. You know, we can stretch our shit out. Everybody, if that happens, I'm going to give... You know how they were giving the slaves uh, 40 acres and a mule? Mm-hmm. I'm going for 40 mules and an acre. And uh, everywhere you look, motherfuckers are going to just be up to their balls and mules. It's a lot of mules. This it's bigger, not- better bat mountain strap is the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and then this was going to be our new national anthem... Love TKO. Listen to this shit. Listen to this as your cock gets hard immediately. A fucking penis cannot stay soft while this song is playing. Things ain't right. Losers again. 
have to sing in catechism class. That's awesome. Wish I would have went. You know who I saw do this uh, song live last winter? Mr. Boss Skaggs. Duke's September. The Duke's. I think it's the greatest song ever. That place is so great. People were actually fucking opening up their purses, pouring open jugs of water onto their iPods and phones. I saw it happen. Perfect. talks about this but like when somebody that you really like leaves you and breaks up with you it's like one of the greatest feelings you could ever have because you finally sound like a fucking r&b singer your own life you know what i mean you're like jesus christ fucking otis redding sound sad right now i'm fucking bb king fucking beat up it's like the best shit that could ever happen to you Fucking drug around like John Lee Hooker. I got nothing. You're at your most alive. Everything feels. You feel everything more. Well, there's nowhere but up. Because you know the rest of your life is ruined. You fucked it up. That's how you're going to feel when you're with Julie. You're Brazilian Julie. Kyle, you're on a fez. Ronnie B, yeah. uh, wondering, once you get elected president, can we finally get rid of Alaska and Hawaii? Those well, let's, uh, let's remember, 
Alaska will be connected now since I brought uh, Canada in, so they are safe. But Hawaii, sorry, fucksticks, you're tsunami land as far as I'm concerned. We will nuke you when we start to nuke the rest of them. Finally. Here's Steve and Kenna. You're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie B., I want to thank you for dropping that track. I'm sitting in my car smoking a cigar, and my girlfriend couldn't do nothing but take a mouthful once you put that shit on, brother. You got my vote. I know. Nine months from now, there's going to be so many new babies because that fucking song played during the show. That's fucking... Teddy Pendergrass got a fucking transvestite pregnant. He knocked up a fucking chick with a dick. Holy shit. She had to push a perfectly good little soul singer right down her fucking cock. And the cock head? Yeah. Uh, When he got paralyzed, he was with a fucking tranny. He was driving a fucking tranny along. And he he was laying there and going like this, trying to fucking... Fucking just pull his legs over. He's trying to get a roll going. He was hoping he fucking could roll down hell. And he's like this. Swear to God. He's like, I had no fucking idea. The guy can't even move. And he's like this. Look, let's get this straight. I'm fucking totally straight. Gotta defend. You're like, straight. You're not even a fucking person right now. No. You're just like a t- talking head. Oh, that's a great band. Yeah. I fucking love them too. Uh, Randy, you're on my fez. Uh, you know, I was just going to say, Fez, if he let Julie move in with him, he'd have someone to take care of that cat, so when he dies in his sleep, he won't eat his toes and fingertips off. Mm. All right. Uh, let's do a follow Friday on the RB interview site. Go over to 202 Friends, and anyone, whether you're already following or a new follower, by Monday we're going to pick up, uh, give you the Dennis Quaid uh, signed sign. Mind you, by Dennis Quaid, traffic. DQ. DQ. So go over to 202, friends, for your chance right now to win traffic signed by Dennis Quaid. I wish we had traffic signed by Stevie Winwood. That'd be sick. One of the few people, white people, that when he sings doesn't annoy me. Now, Fez, you had to stick today, but you haven't said nothing for 19 minutes. Yeah. What have you been doing over there? Thinking about you and Julie's new life? Uh, trying to think of something to talk about. You're going to be, be with Broad. You're going to be with Broad Joel. You guys are going to be giving each other makeup, fucking doing shit together, mm-hmm. having fun. That's going to be your own fucking love, TKO. Um, hey, Brian, you're on my face. Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, when you're president, uh, you got to spare Cuba so we can finally get some Cuban cigars up here. I'm going to conquer Cuba, bro. I'm going to do a fucking Kennedy Clinton and conquer those fuckers. The only thing that could bring Brown my presidency is the wind blowing any of that nuke dust near us. Well, if we build a dome around the United States, there'll be a you lot know, more if, room with Canada. If we did the Astrodome, right? Uh. It couldn't be any fucking easier than just put a dome over the whole fucking planet. Yeah. Come on. What's fucking taking everyone so long to do this? I don't know why people won't get behind my fucking campaign. I'm I just told you I'm going to fucking give you money and no taxes and everything's going to be great. Going to get the population down. And infants with gigantic breasts and everything's fucking good now. Everything's what you, everything that you've ever wanted before. Can't wait. I'm talking big, gigantic, hard stripper titties. I mean, it's like break a fucking bat over them. Fuck it, let's suck those hard titties on those children. One time we were doing the Ron Ron show, 
this fucking one of these. There was a thing going on for a while that the bigger the fake titties, like the more famous you would become, and yeah. you would. So this girl has these giant fucking globes for tits, and you're supposed to go over and pay money to see her, like any freak show. So we were having on her show. She came in and started bashing us all with her fake titties in the face. What do you call that thing when a girl fucking hits you in the face with titties? Motorboating? Yeah, it's got some kind of name like that. Well, her tits were like big fucking sandbags. She almost knocked out fucking three or four of us oh with her fucking... Just, you get hit on each side, and it's like fucking getting hit with blocks of cement. Fuck, lady. I fucking jump up. I go, I'll cut one of those fuckers off. You ever come in here swinging those tits again? Crack that fucker open. Spill out some fucking silicone. You can't come into a place and just start fucking acting like you fucking run it and you're going to fucking use your fake titties and knock people unconscious. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to. I'm going to give you back the stick. And Fezzy, I'm going to do the 19 minutes of total silence. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, I, I stole your time. I went fucking crazy. I started talking my crazy shit. I first just want to remind people that. Don't, don't go into a live read, bro. This oh. is your chance to grab the stick. Last thing you, it's just the opposite of reading. Now, I remember six weeks ago, you had an assignment. You were going to do a bit called The Music of the Ron and Fez Show. Uh-huh. And you were going to fucking bring it in here. And it was going to be on a Friday six weeks ago. What happened? I, I didn't get it done. I, in six I, weeks? Yeah. That was going to, remember, because you know how Fez always feels bad during the music segments because he doesn't do music? Yeah. This was just going to do openings we used to do, rejoinder music, see if I could remember where it was from. Could be parody songs. Didn't matter. But it was going to be Fez running the music. Six weeks. And I never heard from you about you again. Yeah, I mean, I worked on it. I got it done. I just didn't present it. Why wouldn't you have it today, the day that you knew you were going to have the stick? I didn't. I don't remember things. This is why I want you to... Have something in front of you with everything written down. Because I, I thought that was a great bit idea for him. Hell yeah. It's all music he knows that he's listened to. It's before. all it's... the music he knows and he can relate to it. Yeah. All right. Why don't we do this? We're going to break. When we get back, what are you going to talk about, Fess? Um, uh, things we've outgrown. Pants. Shoes. Um, hats. Baby hats. Baby hats. Hats. Uh, baby mittens. Baby mittens. Uh, your old bed. Your bed from when you were a kid. Those are all things. Yeah, it wasn't what I was thinking of, but. Oh, so there's something else we've outgrown. Belts. Baby shirts. Baby suspenders. Baby overalls. Yeah, no baby stuff. Well, I, I don't know if that's true. I know for a fact we've outgrown it. I can't get my feet in those booties. Have you tried? No, but I was just, you know, eyeing it. You'd like to get your face into a booty, though, wouldn't you? There's Roland. He's just outside of our fucking thing constantly. What's he doing out there? He's with Opie. Well, why don't, why don't they come in? All right, let's break, and I'm going to go out and talk to those guys. Hello, Portchester University. <laughs> this is George Clinton. Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, and the 
back with the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ on a Funk Friday. Also, a Follow Friday. Go to 202 Friends on Twitter. Make sure you're following there and following at RB Interviews. That's your chance to win a copy of Traffic Signed by Dennis Quaid. Traffic Signed by Dennis Quaid. Go to 202 Friends on Twitter right now. Stop the live read. You got the stick. You got the stick, Fezzy? Yeah, I keep dropping the stick. You did a great job yesterday, though. I was uh, driving to Philly to see the Phillies Mets with the father-in-law. and uh, He's got to be excited, right, with the Phils? Oh, yeah. they're it's going crazy. Yeah, they're big um, uh, Phillies fans, yeah. Not so much with the Eagles. A, yeah. I mean, uh, most people know I, I married Philly, basically. Right. Not just a girl from Philly. I married Philly. That's what you the do. The city itself, yeah. Do you understand that? No, I get it totally. And Plus, she's a kind of neighborhood girl. She was raised in a neighborhood where yeah. that neighborhood is tight. Have we ever talked about this? No. When I, I, when I first started dating uh, my wife... I had to get the approval of the entire area, mm-hmm. you know, row homes. You know what right. I mean? So it's like they live here, but you have to get the approval of everybody in the uh, culture. Because everybody kind of raised her. Yes. Everybody feels that kind of closeness. Yeah, and I lived on a, uh, a, a main street on, um, not a main street, a busy highway basically on Long Island. So yeah. I didn't really know my neighbors. So to go down there and have to get approval from all these people was the strangest thing. But it's a Philly thing. It is a Philly thing, and that's why people in Philly don't trust the cops, because they'll police themselves. They'll take care of it yes. themselves. So if someone <laughs> stole something, they will uh, work it out. But then if a cop comes in, you're like, this has nothing to do with it. Exactly. This is our thing here. But they understand that. Yeah. The cops, I mean. Yeah, they got it completely. They like, take care of yourself. It's weird, because I've been in situations down there... <clears throat> Nothing crazy because I'm older now, but I've yeah. I've seen some things, and you're absolutely right. There's never a cop called. They don't it's need like, it. It's like we'll take care of this. Everything's already taken care of. So now, I went to the Phillies game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Eleven nothing. Uh, the Mets look horrible this year. Well, that's good news for Philadelphia though, because they seriously they want to go 161 and one, and I think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But Obi was telling me he was very proud of you and Mafia Life, Chris. He thought you had the high ground. Mm-hmm. And you held it, and we were discussing. And I told you this earlier. I thought it was one of the the most forceful I've seen you in years. I heard the whole debate. Mm. It was nice. Yeah, and I'm proven right again because now uh, posts from burnandrottenhell.com, even though I'm not a member and have not participated in it, they now come to my personal email. Right. Oh. Now, so so a person. I mean, I understand somebody, you know, hearing me talk about it mm-hmm. and doing something. But a guy who's getting burned on there and has no idea. Why, why are you even using their lingo? Why are you using burned? Yeah. Because, it's because real. You get it, because you get it forwarded from the burn team. It's supposed <laughs> to be so cool. Are you getting a check from them, by the way? Because I didn't even really know about this website, and boy, do I yeah. know about it now. Well, you, you said you really. <laughs> I know. You really he turned played, it on to a lot of people yesterday. He plays it into the hands. Now you said and right that, now he just said yeah it he's again. just redoing it and using we were their saying language. that website yeah Fezzy. Um, just so people know what I'm talking about <laughs> and go there. Like I'm, I'm suspicious. I think I you, am too. I think you might be getting a check. It would. It actually would work. It would be good uh, <laughs> uh, pay all. But you said uh, Chris has even tried to contact you to see. Yeah, I think Chris is. Uh, I think he's a smart guy, uh-huh. you know. But I'm. Uh, I'm kind of trying to get away from all all that uh, negative stuff. Really? Yeah, I really am. I thought you invented it. 
I thought I, the negative stuff. I think I, I, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but we knew how to do it properly. I think right. it, it got into it got into the wrong hands, and they, I don't think I don't think a lot of people really know how to do that negative uh, yeah. shit properly. Mm-hmm. You almost do it with a wink. You know what I mean? Right. Make it, fun of the fact that you're, yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you, you make yeah, yeah, but, but you know you're close in the end. But, I don't. I don't get that feeling anymore. But at, at a certain point, did it feel like it was spinning out of your control? Like suddenly now people had picked up and run with it, and you're like, "No, that's not." Yeah. Well, a lot of the uh, comedians we have on the show, yeah. we've talked about this a lot. They're like, they don't do it right. It really is an art form, right? And uh, there's a lot of guys that do the show that are really frustrated by that as well. Well, you know what's really uh, funny is I was just doing an unmask with Lisa Lampanelli a couple weeks ago. She won't do our show. Yeah. She <laughs> wait wait wait. Can you stop that for a second? Well, she's got her own thing. <laughs> yeah, but I've I s- talked to her about doing your show. I, I said I, I've know. seen her on the street. We, yeah. we get along. I've run right, into she's her great. a bunch of times, and uh, she's just scared if she does our show that she's going to blow up the big spot with the big guy. Right, and she's being loyal. She's doing what she considers the right thing, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I, um, I understand you, that. You can get that, but the but the weird thing is she can't she can't believe her own fans when they write to her. And I'm like, yeah, it's a very thin line when you try to be an insult comic. Like, you know, Jimmy's fans mm-hmm. can annoy the shit out of you. You're like, jump, you know, you'll get an email, tell that guy to jump in a bucket of AIDS. And you're like, I already know the guy who fucking does it. Yeah. Stop repeating it back to me. Yeah, there's someone that's uh, that knows me really well. It's like they try to beat you up by using stuff that you came up with. Right. It's very annoying. Really, really bizarre, too. Yeah. And then they claim to be fans, and I don't really see that anymore. Yeah. I mean, call, call it like it is. You're, you know, you're not a fan of the show anymore, or you're not a fan of me. Don't, don't right. believe you are. You know. Uh, but I saw Jay Moore on Twitter is like, he's like, hey, I got this movie, and his own fans that follow him right. attacked him like, what a poser! So, right. And right. he's like, fuck it, I'm just taking a walk away from this. Well, because it's confusing. Were those guys doing that uh, with a little love behind it? Right. He certainly didn't think so. To the point where he said, "Fuck this! Why? Why? Why do I need you know people?" Uh, On a great day in, the, in my life, I'm yeah. going to fucking sit around and feel bad. Yeah, to, no to, love behind that. To, yeah, to him, it was it was a great announcement, you know. But you don't think that people think like, "Oh, I'll try to be like I'm in a roast too." You know what I'm saying? Like, I do think there's a lot of people who think they're being funny, right. but it's just such a tough thing. You know, not everybody could be Rickles. It's very, right, right. it's very rare. But yet, people didn't get offended by Rickles because they knew that he was kind of making fun of somebody with that attitude. Right. But yeah. when those jokes get repeated, they're not, you know, funny personality sure. plays in. But I, I, I see the difference, though. I see when people are just trying to have a good time with it. Yeah. And then other people that are certainly just not a fan anymore. So uh, for you, you're just like, good, go on, have your own life, stop with, hanging around. With the people who no longer or don't like that maybe you made some changes. Yeah. I, I started the changes a couple of years ago. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a different person now. And yet people wait for you to go back to that other thing. It's still in my back pocket. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't need to yell and scream anymore. I don't right. need to break shit anymore. I did it. It's really funny. But, for, but I certainly could do it if I have to. One thing about people that listen to you on the radio, they always think 
whenever they started listening was the peak. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. so when people are like, oh, at NEW, you were all, you, you know, it was fresh and fun. And right. I like, dude, you caught me 10 years in. Right. There are fucking people who would fucking thought I was calmed down then. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. so you don't, you know, look at, I mean, as far as the buzz goes, mm -hmm. I, I don't think we'll ever, uh, hit the NEW years. Right. But I think we've done our, our best stuff on satellite radio. Yeah. And, when, and and I'm not talking about the shocking stuff because the shocking stuff is less and less. Right. But just uh, just hanging and talking like friends and being clever and funny and maybe thought provoking is 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 some of our best stuff. It really is. But people always go back to the NEW days. Yeah, they, I don't. I guess because that's when they heard. But I'm sure it's fine. By yeah. the way, that's awesome. Right. But I I really think we've done better radio since then. And there's a lot of people that would argue and say no way. Yeah. You know. But that's that's where my mind is at. I really do think uh, we're better now. Um, I'm sure Steven Tyler also thinks his last album was the best album. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right, like, you're right. Come on, no one <laughs> wants to hear Cody's yeah. in the Attic. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But it's weird. Do you think those guys really think that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's really weird because I've had some people on who, older guys who have done some great albums, mm -hmm. but you're not going to feel the same way. Like, even... I'll listen to him and I'm like, this shit's great. Yeah. But I won't listen to it like I did when I was 15 where I was like, fuck, right. I'm going to have this morning, noon, and night. Yeah. I'll go crazy for it. We we had one recently, uh, Meat Loaf. Did you interview Meat Loaf yet? No. He's no. a great... You would, you would kill it. Mr. Loaf. You would kill it with Meat Loaf. He is a strange dude. But he came in to promote, and you ready? Mm -hmm. Don't know the name of the album, and I couldn't tell you the single. But he swore it was his best work. Mm. He swore. That's why I'm asking you that. And I, I wonder if he really believes that. I think that he does. I mean, there's no no comedian would go around going, I want to just do my old shit. You right, know? right. Like every – well, we, me, you, and Jimmy were talking about Carlin the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was saying if he would have died in the 70s, whatever Carlinness that he brought to the table would have probably went there. I mean, he did it. He did it great. Yeah. He kept doing it, but he didn't kind of change things anymore. There's no way right. that he could. But then Jimmy has gone like, well, I thought the last couple of years was the best shit he's ever done. I think it was you know? pretty strong. And it was really weirdly great. Right. But I'm sure Clapton feels the same way about himself, you know? Wow, like, really? Yeah. How does Clapton think that? Yeah. I'm sure he's thinking, I'm and fucking... He, and what do you think happens in his mind? He's just really frustrated that the rest of the world isn't yeah. seeing it his way or or radio turn their uh, backs yeah, I bet on he is. him. You think that? I just think he's got more of an outlet than 99% of the guys that he started with. Right. You know, who, like, there are certain people, like, yeah, come and do one song and then leave. And right, we'll right. every year. Yeah. Like, um, Letterman will have people come on and just come back and do the one, too. Sure. From 25 years sure, ago. Sure, yeah. That's got to drive you crazy. Of course. Of course, but that's yeah. what we know you for, right? But why do we know people for that? You know, like, is it our fault? Is it, should we be like, do we just get spoon-fed shit from fucking TV over and over? It's it's because of repetition. Yeah. You know, especially, uh, you know, the music world like like I do. I, I should say you know the music slash radio world like I do. Right. You know, you you get the list in front of you and you're playing the same exact fucking songs. And you know, as a music lover, there's there's better songs or other songs the audience would, right. would get into, but the PD can't see it that way. So yeah. then when you go to a concert... You want to see the hits that you've heard a million times yeah. through the radio, which in a way I guess doesn't really make sense. It doesn't, but and yet that's what people expect, and people will leave. And My, it, what's even funny now is like if you're an Almond Brothers fan and you've been around for a while, I went. You've seen I go them every year. 
you know, a hundred times or whatever. Right. You know, do you really need to see whipping post again this year? Does it whipping post have to be played every year? Um, it's crazy that I, that's that's called for by people. The only thing, the only way I would defend that, they do it differently every year, right? And they bring you know guest musicians on, and so yeah. they, they mix it up enough. Like, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I want to, I want to hear whipping post again. But you don't think Greg Allman's going really? Oh fuck I yeah, he is. Fucking do trouble no more again. I've been doing this every day. I sat, I sat, I was lucky enough to get a seat on stage because of Steve Leeds. I was, I was literally ten feet from Greg Allman, mm-hmm. right behind him, and you could tell he doesn't, he barely knows he's there because he's just in another place at right. this point in his life. He knows the crowd's there, but he he's so detached from that now. Right. He's just looking at his uh, music sheet, and he just he just does what he knows he's supposed to do. He doesn't care. And I'm sure there's no passion. Right. But he's a professional, though, so he gave him a right. great show. How's his voice? Is his voice still there? Yeah, it was. I've heard his new album where he sings with horns. It's a solo album. Is it good? It's good, man. It's yeah. really. It's but, but, like, but no, nobody will hear that. Yeah. You have to search that out on your own now. It is definitely that those guys remind me of like the way the old blues guys used to be when I used to see them when I was a kid. Right. It's like I would go and see some of those guys just to see them. Right. You know, and I then I wouldn't. Who were the, who were some of the guys? I saw like Muddy Waters when I was a kid. You saw Muddy Waters as a kid? Yeah, and Helen Wolf, and I saw everybody that the Allman Brothers and Clapton and Zeppelin and and Zeppelin talked about. All those guys said. You know, hear the dudes. So when they would come into Philly, we'd fucking... You saw Muddy Waters. Yeah. Have you ever talked about this? Uh, No, I don't think... You know, Muddy Waters was alive until what? Late 80s? Something like that. I mean, he toured around. I feel like I... Uh, B.B. King is still out on the road. And it's still a crazy good show. But I saw fucking Howlin' Wolf. I would see any of those dudes. And they were great, man. Was Howlin' Wolf doing some of that Zeppelin stuff? Yeah, he was doing, you know... The same type of Zeppelin riffs. But here's what's funny. He did Killing Floor, I think. All those guys kind of sound the same. Like, John Lee Hooker sounded like Howlin' Wolf. So it's not like Led Zeppelin was the only one lifting those riffs. Right. They all did. And it was accepted. Yeah. But now it's not accepted. So then you look at Zeppelin and go, what the fuck? You, you really but, ripped yeah. off the black man. When did the, the Zeppelin hate come on? Because it you know, I, was the most beloved band for the longest time. Um, I don't know. I think because of the internet recently, they right. started comparing and you know putting, the, putting it together and stuff. But, I mean, they made it their own. I always feel, I always feel like people look at us like, um, you know, you guys used to. I, I think most of us are past this now. Like you guys uh, are stern wannabes, let's say, okay? Mm-hmm. But when you do something um, in – I consider this art what we do, believe it or not. And mm-hmm. I once said that to Bill O'Reilly. He laughed in my face, but whatever. I, I will hold to that. So, so you have influences when you're growing up, whether you're a musician or radio right. host or something. Howard was certainly one of my influences, but he wasn't my main influence, okay? And then you, t- you take what you know, and then you try to make it your own. Right. And that's, that's what a lot of artists do, right? Yeah. So I don't really see anything wrong with uh, Zeppelin, if it was accepted, especially taking some of these blues riffs and then making it their own. Well, here's the odd thing. How old were those guys when they were doing those riffs? They were in their early 20s, yeah, right? no shit. Why do you expect them to suddenly reinvent something right. when they're in their early 20s? When a comic is in his early 20s, right. chances are he blows. Sure. You don't want to see a comic until he's been at it for probably 10 fucking years. Sure. Before you go, hey, he's on to his own thing. He learned his craft. And even now, let's let's say even with Jimmy. 
we still expect him to make a turn that'll be the real thing. Right. Like as as good as he is and as well as he's doing, you would not if if he died tomorrow, everybody go, "Oh man, that I really have the feeling, you know, like we do with Bill Hicks or whatever, right. you know." I think I think Jimmy's best stuff is uh, ahead of him. Absolutely. I think And I don't mean that as a slam by any fucking means. I feel the same way. But I think like you just said he's about to turn. I I'm more than convinced we're going to lose him sooner than later yeah. because uh he's he's right there. You, know? you also said that five years ago. Did you, I? Yeah. <laughs> you all, when you maybe, said, maybe, when, maybe I'm secretly hoping. <laughs> when, I, when I came over, you go like this. Well, be nice to him because this is he's it. fucking gone after this no, show. What the fuck, he's man. got the special. That'll be it. You know, going back to that uh, discussion, uh, what do you think a ripoff is then? Because I kind of explained an artist and how they take take their influences and make it their own. So, I, what makes someone a, a, a an an actual ripoff. I think the ripoff comes when you are giving nothing of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I really think that a part of the the problem is is like I want to keep the audience stupid in mm-hmm. terms of where my influences come from where when you're able to sit down and say I'm going to tell you my influences and, and I'm going to share that with you. But when you go, I want to hide my influences so you have no idea right. what this shit is. And I really think that the, the, the wrong thing to do would be, let's say, if you're a, a blues guy or whatever, to start doing those riffs without going, dude, if you think we're good, you got to check, you got to go back. Right. And people like the Stones, the band, all those fucking groups, as far as I know, always went out of their way to tell people, mm-hmm. you need to see these things. Right. That's why the, the black blues guys never hated any of the English guys. Right. They were like, no, these guys got me even more well-known. Right. You know, because the, the Animals, all those bands, they loved the music that we let go. It's crazy in our country how little we're aware of our own culture. Fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. That like, Look how many black kids today have no idea who the great soul fucking people were right none zero right. they don't care they will drop their black people drop their influences so fast <laughs> and when i was talking about like i'd go see like marty and how it would be like some old black guys and then 18 year old fucking kids really? 16 year old kids yeah that were just showing up and i think the same thing is true across the fucking board right. that, uh, the americans for some reason i don't know were so pepsi commercial youth obsessed mm-hmm. and we don't want to take the time to say this shit is fucking good right get a hold of this right. man yeah a, we're all ready to move on to the next hot thing right right and of course be like for some reason we're supposed to act like anything we liked in the 90s blows now sure you know what i mean sure there are certain people and i wonder what it, it feels like when that cool factor just turns like when everyone goes R.A.M. or fat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, mm-hmm. you're just fucking turning, you're like, wait, this fucking band was considered right. cool for a while. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Pearl Jam just knows, now goes out and plays with their own audience. They do. Do you watch the, per- uh, do you watch, do you listen to Pearl Jam station? Yeah. I uh, love it. Uh, they're, that band is the first one who decided we're gonna go from as big as we can be to now we wanna be a cult band. Right. And fuck everyone who isn't into us 100%. Really strange, cause they sort of did the, the Grateful Dead thing. In their own yeah. way. But it goes back to what we were just talking about. They understood the the dead and what they meant to their fans right. and how to tour just, you know, fucking 300 days a year. Right. But they made it their own. 
Well, see, there when you go with thing when it, when you're asking like what's a ripoff when you see somebody like Buffett who kind of copied the business of the dead but right. not the spirit, you right. know, right? And there are people like when you do it just to be successful. Mm-hmm. See, here's what I I think is I think that the real artists chase excellence. Okay. And the fucking hacks will chase success. And that you will run into people who will go like... Um, That's a great statement right yeah. there. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it's not mine. I'm sure that it's no, fucking it's, it, out there. Right. Uh, and I wish I could think of it. But you have got to say, the real artist to me are, is a guy who's going to go, I want the best possible product I can, I mm-hmm. can, I can fucking put out into the world. Right. Um, but it also has that other thing of, if you can do... Can you lift the audience at all mm-hmm. with the shit that you're doing? Right. I, I mean, in recent years, I, I I hope we're doing that. Well, that's what that there that becomes a difference of you making the turn to say we want yeah, to do something different than shop yeah, talk. Shit. is more like how how famous could can yeah. we get? You know. But now I I feel like yeah, let's get some shit done in between. You know, being goofy and uh, and uh, making jokes. You know. Yeah. I go back. Uh, you, you talk about muddy waters. Sort of changing the subject back, but uh, we had Steven Tyler. And, well, actually, yeah. we had all of Aerosmith on at AF when they were in trouble. Like they were looking for. Right. We were hot up there, so they're like, "You guys got to do Opie and Anthony. They'll they'll help. You know, maybe boost up your uh, your careers a little bit." And I'll never forget Steven Tyler was sitting there, and he go he asked me, he "Goes you, you like Muddy Waters?" I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of do." And then he turned me on to Hard Again. Right. And he goes, this is my favorite. At the time, he said this. He could have changed since then. He goes, this is my favorite album of all time. And you have it. And they found it in the back because obviously we're not going to play it at AF. And we sat there just playing tracks off this thing. And I'm just watching him. And he's doing that. Now, listen to this part right but here he loves type it. of shit. He, loves he was it. out of his mind for this album. Yeah. And I never forgot that. See. Because it, it's Steven Tyler, you know. Right. And he's given some respect back to the Muddy Waters and, what, in his opinion, you know, the greatest album ever made. Um, those Boston guys are like Peter Wolf is the same way from the Jay Giles band. Those guys were always saying, go out and buy these other albums. Right. We're going to do these songs, but go out and buy them. That's the weird thing now to see Steven Tyler where people are seeing him as a joke. Cause like when I was a kid, it was a badass fucking oh, fuck yeah. band. And you know, now he's doing that Ozzy thing to himself right. where. You know. He's the next Ozzy. Yeah, like being retarded is somehow funny to you. But <laughs> yeah. the weird thing is, like Ozzy was like, and I, th- I think I was just telling Eddie Trunk this. Ozzy was like almost fucking scary to you mm-hmm. when you were a fucking kid. Sure, you know. And then it became you know now a joke a, later. And now it's a goof, but he pulls it off. Yeah. People are laughing with him, don't you think, Ozzy? Ozzy, um, I don't know. I just feel like that's his wife's gig. That if he wasn't with her, her he'd be he long would, gone. He right? would not give a shit about he'd, any of this. He'd stuff. either be retired or just doing some yeah. weird metal festival in uh, yeah, Europe I think, or something. I think the weird thing about Ozzy is You're I think right. he would probably just be as happy playing clubs. I don't think he needs to play these gigantic things. But You're probably right. You know, that's his whole life with her. You right, know? right, right. What's up, Fez? How you doing, Oak? <laughs> You got the stick today. Do you think Paul McCartney falls into that thing of where he thinks his music is better than Beatles music when you're part of something that it was is. so enormous? It is the Beatles music, though. He doesn't see it as any different. Yeah, he. You, you make a separation, uh-huh. right? But he doesn't. I, th- I, I think Paul McCartney thinks his last album was the greatest thing he ever did. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm with Ronnie. Yeah. I don't think that he. And why isn't it? Yeah. That's the weird thing. That why, why isn't it? Because cause, uh, the time's different. Because right. I, I don't have I don't have the time or I don't feel like you know listening to his album to see if it it, it matches up with some Beatles record. It it really is true. Just think of how many people's music you not give the same type that you gave the Beatles music the first time you heard it. Right. Where you used to just fucking spin it and try to figure it out and, and be like, yeah, this is important. And the Beatles have time on their side. We've yeah. been listening to Beatles since I, I I remember just crawling around and there were Beatles. Right. Tunes coming through the speaker. Wherever you, yeah, they were here your entire life. So you got all those years of listening to these songs, so. So having, having heard that, Fez, what makes you think to him, he thinks that he's doing a lesser product? Because he's, with the music part, he's not having the success rate with the beat. There's not again, the, again, but, explosion. But why is that the importance? If someone had the greatest fucking album, if, if it, and it didn't get done, and that album still existed. Let's say Bowie never fucking did Ziggy Stardust, and it was just sitting somewhere, and you listened to it, and you would you then go around to people and say, I've heard the greatest fucking album, or would it mean shit to you? You don't know that at this point. Did it? Was it a lot to do with that time and the way it was introduced to you, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I certainly, I mean, your thing of explosion... The Beatles is one of the few groups that you can say that fucking thing and what it really was went hand in hand. Because 99% of it, of something that's overly popular, tends to be fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, are we, when we're talking about 90s music, are you going to throw all the boy bands into that as being, this is the best fucking shit? Yeah, that was just manufactured crap, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, and the but biggest, some people would argue yeah. no way was a manufactured crap. And the biggest country albums of all time, it's not fucking Johnny Cash and Waylon and Willie, you know, it's some manufactured, uh, you know, heavily produced thing that isn't the best. Right. Um, I hate stuff. Who knows? I hate stuff that's overproduced. I said on our show the other day, I like stuff with dirt. I like to have a little dirt on right. everything. Do you understand what that means? No, exactly. Like, and that, I mean, when you talk blues, when those right. guys, maybe we talked about it a little bit too, where, you know, the, it wasn't the perfect fucking uh, track. It wasn't the perfect guitar right. in the song, but it just worked. Because I, you have some kind of soul gets added to it. Look at the Johnny Cash albums that he did at the end of his life. Right. Perfect. And they are imperfect. His voice is breaking. It's cracking. Mm-hmm. It sounds like shit. You can hear a fucking chair rocking back mm-hmm. and forth. And you listen to that and your heart breaks because it, it's fucking humanity. Right. Coming through the speakers. And I love that. Now, none of those songs will ever be as big as his most famous songs. Mm-hmm. I would prefer if I was sitting around listening to music, I got no problem listening to those albums. Right. Uh, and it, it has everything to do uh, with age to me. Like, you know, like we got to stop hiding from age right in this country mm-hmm. uh i'll tell you this there's a, a little movie i saw the other day uh james Conn is in it it's not a good movie he's fucking amazing really he is amazing he deserves to be nominated for an oscar and i'm looking at it and going is he better than sonny corleone i think he might be now wow. now he's not as attractive it's not that same force of nature right but you're going to look at that it's unbelievable. And no one will uh, even know that. 
No. A small uh, percentage of people will, will see the movie even, right? I what, think, what's the name of the movie? I don't even know uh, this one. The movie is done in Buffalo. I think it's called Henry's Crime. It's just a very small fucking film. Uh, but he is, you're watching him, he's playing an old guy and he's doing, and you're like, this fucking guy is great. Wow. Robert Duvall, I think, is doing his best Duvall's fucking roles. always been great. And yeah, he's always been terrific. He's been, he's one of those guys, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. He's, he's, he's great in bad movies. There's not a lot of guys like that. It's you, true. You know what I mean? You could, you know, you're, you could be, I, I, I forgot what movie it was, but you're sitting there like, this is a piece of shit. But then he comes on and you, and you could at least appreciate his, his acting. There's a little movie called Wrestling Ernest Hemingway that he plays an old Cuban guy in. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking put it against any movie in the world. Really? And no one's ever, you know, it's two old men fucking doing old men shit. Yeah. He is amazing in it. And yet, if you're going to go by, you know, sales, money, yeah, nothing. no, you're going to fucking pick some Iron Man movie yeah, is course. the best thing. Of course. <laughs> it's weird. That's the fucking funny <laughs> thing about that guy is I thought he was doing better movies before his big comeback, mm-hmm. Robert uh, Downey. I'm like, everyone's happy for him because right. Sherlock Holmes made a lot of money. I hated that movie. Oh, guy to recognize in your saints is he was fucking great in that. Yeah. But, you know, he had a half a fucking foot in the bucket, I guess. So right. it was pretty <laughs> <Right>. bad. <laughs> you know? Do you ever, did you ever see somebody doing a concert that you thought you loved, but they had such disrespect that you're like, fuck this? Yeah, uh, a couple of them. Yeah. I, 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 um, I was, I hated when I saw Dylan. You despised it. I was in Rochester, Finger Lakes Performing Arts Center, and, uh, he can't, and this is going to go against some of the things we probably just discussed, but he came out. The songs were unrecognizable. Right. Like, I, like when when I hear the Allman Brothers, yeah, I want them to mix yeah. it up a little bit, but you know it's the song? It was so unrecognizable. I didn't, it was unbelievable. He changed the arrangements on everything because he, I guess at this point in his life, he's bored up there. Yeah. So he's sort of doing it for himself. And uh, the other show we've discussed on the show was uh, Neil Young. I went and saw Neil Young, and uh, I went, and I swear to you, I, I've been a big Neil Young fan since I was, you know, a little, yeah, kid. little, little kid, whatever. I didn't recognize the first fifteen songs. <laughs> didn't recognize them, and I go, I go kind of deep with Neil yeah. Young, so it wasn't that I needed radio hits. And there was a guy behind me. I've told this story, and I apologize to people that have heard it. But there was a guy behind me, and he was a uber Neil Young fan, and he was so excited to be there, he couldn't stay in his seat. Song after song, you felt his <laughs> energy just like collapsing. <laughs> Um, into itself and he's getting now fucking pissed right and i'm with my brother and I'm, we're kind of getting pissed like what the hell yeah. is this what did we get ourselves in for finally i'm not joking 15 songs in it's dead silent after another song like they're not even really applauding because they don't even know what they're seeing and this guy stands up and yells hey neil how about one for us <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect and sat down and 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 he's under his breath this bullshit bullshit what the fuck he was so mad and I thought about that, and I, I, I just wish that you know you're you're spending a lot of money for these concerts. I wish that Neil would have got the word out. I'm not doing my hits. Right, you got to You got to get. Like, I think you owe that to the audience to, yeah. to let them decide. But a lot of people went there thinking they're going to hear "Heart of Gold" and uh, "Cowgirl in the Sand" and yeah. all this stuff, and they, it was none of that. Even like Eddie Vedder's doing this ukulele album on right. his own, which I think is great. Like, do your weird shit when you want to, mm-hmm. but you're right. You should say at least tell is- the people, look, you're not going to hear uh, Jeremy on the ukulele, yeah. right? Uh, look what it is, Mr. Jay Moore giving us a call. Jay Moore's. 
old man looking for <laughs> you. I'm a lot like you. Oh. <laughs> a lot like Opie. Hey, let me tell you, I am so on top of uh, pop culture, I want to be the one to say this. Jay Moore. Mm-hmm. Trending on Twitter today. Wow. Nice. Jay Moore no, trending with, with, on Twitter. That's right. With no Twitter account either. I've suspended Twitter and all social media is funny. Why are you uh, trending then? What happened today? There's, uh, the Jim Rome radio show at the sports, you know, syndicated sports talk yeah. show. And every year he has the smack off where you call in and make fun of all the other callers. Yeah. I just, you know, these guys make fun of me all the time because... It's easy for somebody to look up an IMDb or Wikipedia page and talk shit about you, but, you know, it's hard to fight back when they're, it's fucking Brad in D.C. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. literally, I'm up against Vic in NoCal and fucking Jeff in Richmond. So I just put them in my sights, and I just fucking torch these cocksuckers. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Jay Breaking Moore news. is not trending on Twitter anymore. Oh, jeez. But Tom right. and Jerry is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what about Ken and Richmond? I was up to number three right behind things to do at a black funeral. Yes, I see that. I saw that earlier, actually. I I, I thought Jay would be proud you he's right under that. they be acting all crazy. <laughs> Opie said he likes his music with a little dirt, yet he put Ruby Tuesday on his list and totally eschewed fingerprint file. Why are you obsessing oh, with that? I told you that Keith Richards himself put I'm Ruby Tuesday on his list. You know, I actually, we played some uh, Lou Reed music yesterday for you and Jimmy, yeah. because you guys were like, I don't like Lou Reed except for the Wild Side song. I, I, don't, I shouldn't say I don't like, I just don't know. You don't know him, yeah. I, that's fair Such enough. Such a perfect day, waiting for the man. Mm. Jay knows music. Yeah, he does. Albert Underground, and, that live album when it's 30 people sitting on fucking pillows. Good evening, we watched you guys beat our... Eagles this week. <laughs> Lou's just on heroin talking for like 20 minutes. Do you ever see Lou around town at all? He'll, he's like in his mid-60s. He'll still put on leather pants, yeah. but they're not tight. You'll just see him in a, in a loose <laughs> pair of leather pants. Like we would wear sweats. <laughs> what goes on in your mind? You got that one loaded up, Ronnie? Always ready to go with that. Always that, ready to go with that song. My fucking, if I got my own morphine button song, I'm yeah. putting on fucking What Goes On In Your Mind live. And I, I'm I, use it. I use that as my uh, Ron Bennington interviews song, yeah. too. Um, do that, you really? Yeah, I do. I'm uh, kidding. The la- Ronnie, the last time I did Acid, yeah. I played that song probably about six or seven times. That, like, it was the only, I had it on repeat on those old, you know those old stereos with repeat? Sure. But that's all I listen to, tripping balls. <laughs> and I'm like, is it, is it high or is it low? Is it up or is it... Listen to the man. He speaks the truth. He man. is so right. He's so right about that. Uh, Jay, you wanted to call in and talk about movies a little bit, right? Yeah, you really... I just talked to Jimmy Kahn. Let me pick that name up. And uh, he said he was going to his premiere, and he's literally... He, you know, he's a friend of my wife's, obviously, from when they worked together. And right. he... Uh, I think shared your sentiments about the movie. However, I totally agree with you where these guys are getting older and they're turning in the best performances of their lives. I don't know if any of your uh, listeners saw Get Low. Robert Duvall absolutely should have been nominated for Get Low. Yeah, I had the uh, director in. By the way, he was uh, he came out of cinematography, which doesn't happen all the time. But that movie is shot just beautifully, too. I don't know Bill what Murray, it is about the woods. Bill Murray was, I don't know. Bill Murray was great in it. Everyone was great in it. Yeah. I like that and picture I, a lot, but it did not, it didn't I pick up it. steam. Yeah. 
I got a whole bunch of things I got to watch uh, after hanging out everyone, with Ronnie. Opie, everyone just says he's like a real asshole, so he says, I want to have a funeral. I understand Bill Murray's the you're the big funeral guy in town. I want you to throw me a funeral, and I'm going to be at my funeral and just hear uh, what everyone says about me. Like, I'm not going to die. We're just going to have a funeral. And then he, he even says, time for me to get low. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on. He's so good. Seriously. He's so fucking good. Yeah. He should have been nominated. And then your Aaron Eckhart for Rabbit Hole should have been nominated. I, I, I fucking, I love that concept, though. Because at the end of my dad's life, I knew he, he only had a few left in him. But yeah. He ends up dying in a car accident, which really made it confusing for everybody. But he was definitely on his way out. I wanted to have a roast for the guy. Cause I was, no, because I, I was going through a period of my life where I, would, I went to a bunch of funerals in a row, and I'm sitting there going, wow, man, this dead person is getting, you know, a, a, a lot of people are saying some really nice right. things about this dead person, but they're dead. Let's do it while the person's still alive. So, is, so they know, you know? It is the strangest thing, because then I don't think we're comfortable saying things about people. When, when they're, they're sitting yeah. right there. Did Neil Young do a hit after that person yelled that out? No, I think he doesn't give a fuck. Um, I mean, this story goes back a while, but it, my recollection is that he he did squeeze out a couple right around the encore time. But I'm telling you, and I, I and someone who knows music way more than me could explain why he uh, he did this particular show. But it was obvious, you know, he was doing his own thing uh, that day. So I saw Pearl Jam, and I might have told this story before, so forgive me. Eddie Vedder, they were doing, they weren't doing any hits. Uh, it was at the, uh, it wasn't at Staples, it was at the sports arena. No, it was at the Forum, it was at the old Forum. And it was like four songs in, and he, like four songs you don't know. And I know pretty much all the tracks, I buy all the albums. I'm a fucking cuckoo Eastside Dave Styles, but I know. Right. And uh, Eddie Vedder goes, hey, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, Dick Cheney is the world's biggest asshole. <laughs> and everyone fucking cheers, and I'm like, what the, you, you didn't play Jeremy yet, you're the world's biggest asshole. <laughs> no. There you go. Really? And then the only thing I want to hear Eddie Vedder say is one, two, three, four. <laughs> Why do people get so angry when they like Springsteen will talk and they'll be like, mm. "What the fuck?" And you're like, "Well, do you ever listen to the lyrics? The guy is a fucking leftist. He's a union guy." Of course. Why are you so angry? Why are you surprised? I don't think it's leftist as much, Ron, as it is that lead singers, whenever they decide to speak routinely have absolutely nothing to fucking say. <laughs> they have a hard time making any, whether it's Perry Farrell, Eddie Vedder, or Bruce Springsteen, they're like, you know, when I was going up, my old man used to send me down to the Rexall to buy batteries. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what you're doing instead of candy room? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could like, squeeze wow. another song in. Uh, What's right funny there. is he <laughs> always did that, too. Right. Like, even before he was big, you would have to listen to his songs. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing that next on the set list is fucking Backstreets. Instead, he's talking about the old man in the Rexall. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan uh, of them talking politics, man. I'm a, I'm a big U2 fan. And Bono's turned me off the last few times I've seen him. I was like, I I got no problem. You, you like it? Yeah. How much of the show I is want, political talk? I want to know who I but I want to see that person. Of, I want to know who they are. Right. I don't want to, you know, like if, if somebody I fucking thought was an asshole, I'd go, yeah, I don't even like the whole fucking band at all. So yeah. you, maybe you are. You don't right. mind to, to see a little uh, into his soul, I guess. No, I, I, you know, I've got the record at home, so I don't fucking need it. Let's go here and see what's going on. Right. Let's see what's happening. If, if, 
It doesn't mean I'd be back next time. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Kiss rolling into town in the 70s for the Love Gun tour with their makeup on in the middle of it going like, hey, why doesn't Jimmy Carter bomb Iran? What the hell do you do? Like, it was unheard of. I would, I, you know what? Now I'm with Ronnie. I would love yeah. to hear that. And see, my the other thing, too, is like every time that I saw Dylan... It was like, for me, it just felt like seeing Geronimo anyway. I just like, I can't even believe this fucking guy's alive. Mm -hmm. You know? It would be like suddenly if, if you just pulled someone out of the history books and put them in front of me. Right. I just sat there going, Jesus Christ, this mm -hmm. is nuts. That's Dylan. I heard, Bob, yeah. I heard Bob Dylan's getting back together again. That's a good one. That's a good one. Wait, you see, should be trending on Twitter for that one. Let me you're going to bring your you're act. At. Jay's not going to come here and drop the Jay Moore act. We're going to get it. Hey, Jay, Foxwoods uh, tonight, right? Uh, I'm here to promote nothing other than the fact I just rented a car, I put on 202, and you guys, just fucking fantastic radio, gentlemen. Congratulations. Well, fuck, come pick me up. I have nothing to do tonight. I'll go to Foxwoods. It's kind of hard to get roadhead with you in the backseat, Obi. Ah. Hey, what gotcha. do you mean you got nothing to do? I thought you were running a little family over there. You don't have time to be running around like that's JJ JJ like the old days. I, I, that's true. I got I to gotta get home. You guys stopping for a fucking bindle. Ah, There's no right. I get <laughs> one thing leads to another. You're absolutely right. The fuck well, is this, Hangover 3? <laughs> yeah. let's, not, let's not forget the late, great Hound Dog Keller if we're talking blues metal, okay? okay all right. Do you know that one? Go through, no, we're going to do the list now. He's, got, he's fucking Googling up blues He Googled guys. right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was a Google. Admit yeah, that was a Google. Thing. You Googled. You Googled something, so what? You Googled. You can admit it. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Barack Obama's middle name is Hussein. <laughs> That's good. That's fucking good, though. I like to know these things from my lead singers. So. All right, I don't know what's right. going on. The only thing I like Springsteen to say is the food banks are low. Help out if you can. One, two, three, four. Out on the back streets, open JJ. He doesn't know how he's getting out of it. He doesn't. He's going to go <laughs> no, until he gets the lab, but he doesn't know where it is. No, then he just hangs up. You, yeah. You'll say, Jay. Yes, sir. Yeah, there he is. Uh, I'm thinking of doing a little radio next week. You in? Yeah, Monday I can do. Let's do Monday. All right, I'll be there Monday. You going to fucking start without me again? Wait, I'm not Monday. fucking invited. Everybody you else is invited? In? Yes, I no, want in. Why am I out? I, me, why am I out? Hold on. Ronnie, me, you, and Ronnie B. Monday morning. I explained this on the air, too, because Ronnie asked me off air. I'm like, I feel like I, I'm bothering you. But here's the thing. I would I would when, love to have you When you again. first uh, asked me last week, it was like, hey, why don't you come in with Jay? And I'm like, ah, that would be fun, the yeah. three of us. Then I come in, you guys are just sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and he actually does this to me. Thank God you're here. We got nothing. <laughs> no, I'm like, what? What happened was. <laughs> it's Jay, like, wait a minute, Jay. Help me out. <laughs> what happened was Jimmy was really sick last week. And I heard rumors because I don't. I, I, I should have. the digging sound. Keep going. I know. I should have texted Ronnie, but I don't. Like I hear through people that he might show up. And then I start the show with Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy took cold medicine. He's been up for like thirty six hours, and he was almost slurring. He was so slow. He's just like, uh, uh, and we were going nowhere <laughs> fast. And then I look out behind Jimmy, and I see Ronnie just fucking chill. And I'm like, thank God. Nothing it, against Jimmy because we had a great week of radio, but he was he was hurting. It, it, I felt like you did when you went to Greg Brady's house and he didn't know he didn't have the food for you, like you thought he was going to have. I'm like, wait, I thought I was the guest and I was going to jump into this cool thing. That's one of my favorite stories because it was so uncomfortable. I loved that I was in that moment yeah. that he had no idea that he told me to show up for dinner and I had to eat Greg Brady's leftovers while while his uh, cook was making him a fresh meal. By the way, I can't even imagine. I that. had some weird pasta dish with peas. I don't 
don't do peas in my pasta and it's a white sauce. I, it's a total leftover meal. Exactly, exactly. And then he's got. In it. And then he. We're sitting at this big table. I bring my friend who lives out there in L.A. and another Jay. He's he's one of my best friends. And uh, then the cook comes out with a nice plate of pasta with a red sauce for for uh, Mr. Brady. Wow! While the rest of us are eating the shit from two three days ago. But the best was when they were, they they opened up the uh, refrigerator and they're all kind of hunched over. And you know what they're doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, let's see. We could probably serve that. I don't know. Do you want to order out for the for this asshole? And you guys are not friends now, right? Like uh, I don't know. I, I mean, don't he hasn't know. been back in years. Yeah. Right? No. I, if you say I don't know, it's kind of your answer. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Well, something. Some. I mean, I'll tell you. Ask this. me if me. Ask me if me and Ronnie B are friends. Are uh, you and uh, Ronnie B friends? Yeah. Yeah, but I have a. I, you didn't let me finish. Like he went through a weird divorce where his wife didn't want him seeing his own kid anymore. So something so weird the MTV, happened the there. MTV, the MTV marriage. I don't. I, I don't. No, she. No, that's oh, the no, other no, one. She had more. No, she had more money than uh, Barry. She was like an invest. Uh, she was like an international. Excuse me, banker. She flew around the world. The house I saw wasn't because of Brady uh, bunch Brady of money. money. No. He made believe it was she because was of Brady Bunch. He was, he was the trophy. Like, I got the yeah. collectible from when I was a kid. We're hanging out back uh, having cocktails, and he was making believe it was Brady Bunch money. But it, it was obvious to everyone that it was uh, it was the old lady. All right, Hicks, I got a break before the end of the show here. Ronnie B., yeah. Monday, you in? Can we RSV? Are you in? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in if Jay's going to be okay, here. I'm in there. Fuck and in there. we're going to talk. Yeah. Wait, but he's got lists that we have to do. What's our list this no, time? I got no list. No, let's no, all do said, this. We're all said, bringing lists in. He said comedy, and uh, I don't think Ronnie's a U2 guy, are you? I'm a U2 guy. You're a U2 guy. We're going to do top five U2s. Rattle and home? All right, we'll Springsteen? Do, we'll go through it all. We'll do Springsteen. We'll do all kinds of lists. Can I make a top five Springsteen list? Let me think. I probably could. Mm. Of course you could. No, I, I, you despise him. No, I. Can't. You know what? I'll do two lists. I'll give you one of mine. I'll give you mine. I'll give you a really nice. fucking cool list. Yeah, yeah. You give me like the yeah. B list. There is. I'm going to tell you this. There is a song, and you can check with your father on this and all your friends that he does in Philly that I don't think he does anywhere else. Really? I know he's never recorded it. Really? Uh, at least on a studio album, but it's a major, major hit in Philly. And really? that could be yours, Dad. Yeah, that's a tease. I got to go yeah. search that song out. I'll just also and, and tell I'll make you. believe that I just... another Jersey band does it too. But you know that he gave to, but in Philly only he does it. Is it? Uh, was it? Uh, Is that so, like comedians going outside? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. The South Side. Yeah, save it for the save it for Monday. And you're so when, be I, like when I come up with this, in. and I'm going to make believe I didn't have this conversation. Right. And I, I pulled this one out of my ass. All right, what time are you showing up, Jay? I'll be there at 6, 6.15. Ooh, he got mad because we started without show? him. Ooh. What time does this show start? 6.15. Let's uh, say it's a 6.15. Are the bosses listening? Yeah. Uh, 6 o'clock, we start every morning. All right. Like the fucking clockwork. All right, and if they're not listening, what time? Six. We're pushing 6.20 at this point. Okay, good. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing, I got a solution. Hold on. If they're not listening. <laughs> I got a solution. You do an ultimate album side, and then we go live at 6.20. All right, now... <laughs> And then we're going to make up our own ultimate albums. We played, we played side one of the Wild, the Innocent, Knee Street Shuffle, and then we're up and running. And I got we got to talk to Paul Reiser, and um, oh, and, and, and we got to make believe that we're not talking to Ricky Gervais on Monday. But because we got to we got to air that later between, in the week. Do you know the difference between Jerry Seinfeld and Paul Reiser? What's that? 
Who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> you know, leave uh, it out on that note. On, hey. on one of the on one of the masks, I don't want to say it was somebody thought that Riser was doing to him. I'll just use a code name, Richard Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Right, He's a bitter man. Say Monday morning. Foxwoods is going to love Jay Moore's tonight. Jay Moore, Monday night. We're all going to be there. Monday night. Mon- yeah, it's fine. I don't know when it is. Take the stick, Fezzy. I, I got to try to. Yeah, take the stick. We got to break, Fezzy. When we come back, it's all you. It's all Fezzy talk. Okay. Fezzy talk about this and that. And I, it's fucking I haven't seen my you. kid in two days, so I got to right. go home because yeah, I yeah. did the Philly Mets thing. You're so. ready to go to fucking Jay's uh, gig tonight. <laughs> I and know, stay I forgot all about it. You know what? The wife would let me, too. Let me. She's she's cool with all that. Of course she is. All right, Ronnie. It was a pleasure. I'll see you right, Monday, see Fezzy. You Monday. It's always a pleasure. I was proud of you yesterday, uh, Fezzy. I heard the whole fucking hour, Kick man. This. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Back soon. Wrap up. Somehow I just want to do that. I just want to like dance. I just want to like you know put on some Shirelles. I just I want to be black. Isn't that be insane? God, you know I wish I was. I you know I wish I was not. I wish I was Tina Turner, just dancing through the room. It's the Ron and Fez show, about to uh, close it down. Got some guests in studio. Elaine, Catherine, and Elizabeth have all stopped in. Elaine, I call you called last week. I did. Is that what it was? Yeah. And um, and you wanted to come by and visit. Uh, yes, I wanted to meet you specifically, and now I am. So I'm pretty excited. This is your chance, Fez. <laughs> Well, I'm really not the dating kind. <laughs> I would move here. I, you know, Kansas City is fine, but uh, for you, anything. And you had called in and told us you were um, dealing with cancer? Yes, I had breast cancer. This is a wig. And um, also, I thought I had another kind of cancer, so I didn't mean to lie on the phone, but I found out that I didn't have the thyroid cancer that they thought came back. So, But I'm glad I still got to come here and meet you. What else are you doing in the city while you're here? Uh, visiting my sister. Who oh, lives okay. here. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> but um, basically, I, I can listen to ONA every morning on my way to work, which is just like a 30-minute drive. And then I was coming here also to ask you guys if you would mind switching to their time slot. But then I heard you really bitching that you had to get up that early. So oh, it's way work. too early. It's yeah. it's disastrous for me. Yeah. So it's horrifying. I realized then. And, uh, of course, my sister, since she lives in New York, doesn't drive, so she doesn't get to listen to you. So I was trying to bring her up to speed a little bit and told her that you had a big-ass prize closet that maybe we'd get to see that. And she said, oh, is that a prize for a big ass? Yes, whoever so, has the biggest yes. ass gets a lovely prize. Most women don't want to yes. compete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but thrilled to be here. This is great. Well, I'm glad you guys are in. Now, how long are you in the city for? We leave Sunday. Sunday. So what have you done so far on your trip to New York? Uh, some shopping. Mm-hmm. Or as you so, called it to me, Jew York. And I don't even know oh, why know. you said Why did that. I say that? I, I didn't know you were going to say that. Yeah. So yeah. She called it Jew York. But she said there's so many Jews. Yeah. 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 That was awful of me. We went Uh, to uh, Dwayne Reed and got a growler. 
That's oh, nice. That's exciting. Yeah. That was great. Four ounces of beer for just, seven ninety nine. Just drugstore. having the best time of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is reasons to come to New York. Yeah. Well, I guess you've seen everything. So. Well, it's a little different than Kansas because, like in Kansas, I see a lot of like lighter skinned people with darker skinned babies, and here I'm seeing a lot of darker skinned people with lighter skinned babies. So I don't know. I That's see where you're confusing. going there. Yeah. That's confusing a little. Those bit. Those are the nannies. Oh well, that <laughs> yes. makes more sense then. Yeah. And uh, I notice a lot of men have babies. There's like tons of men with babies yeah what? most of that's kidnapping oh. most of that's kidnapping but no we were just talking about this today if you are a man you now need to be a mommy oh. so we have um men as mommies and then also mommies okay who i guess they can't do it as well as the men i don't know i wonder what you call the men that are mommies we need a mm. name for that probably your mommies yeah <laughs> i guess uh, with my kids, I was always uh, denial, blood tests right up to the end. <laughs> Smart. Couldn't be me. And one time I actually told a judge, I go, um, I think I also have a, a, a twin brother, and he could be the father, for all I know. <laughs> I don't like to be around. I like to be uh, around kids once they're older and they can help me do stuff. Yeah. I like them when they're in their 30s. I always think that that's... <laughs> The perfect age. <laughs> and then, then I can say to him, dude, I would have been there if I could. I would have loved it. I never knew. I just never knew. Because we don't serve a real good purpose outside of bringing money home. Yeah. Fez, how many kids you got? I have none. Was it ever something that you'd want to try? No. No. I, would. I mean, if sex wasn't involved. Even then, even even with that uh, good part thrown in, I know that was would destroy a has child. just recently admitted never had sex in his life. Really? And no. Nope. You said that you the reason why was what? Terror. Terror that maybe his penis could split or uh, I don't know. I don't know. You should have been a priest. What are you afraid of? Well, they do have sex, oh, but I with children, he's not supposed to. Now, I worry about just repelling the other person, mm, yeah. of things not working, of it not going well, of rejection. Yeah. Why not just be with an uglier person? Why just p- pick somebody that doesn't even deserve you? Yeah, I would still feel bad that if it, that it didn't work. I would, st- I would feel bad for the lesser person, the See, uglier person. See, here's the thing. If he deflects, then he doesn't have to do it. Oh. If he deflects, he doesn't have to do it. Is it something you actually want to do if all that gross stuff didn't happen? I, I don't think he does. Oh. No, I want to. Okay. But why do you want to if you have all these concerns? what What is the positive part for you then? I think if I did it right, it would feel really good. Oh, yeah. Even if you do it wrong, it's not <laughs> a bad feeling at all. I mean, my worst ever was not not awful. Yeah, not awful. You should just try it out. Try new things. That's gonna make you feel better. Yeah, it's a, it's. I'm working towards that. How are you working towards it? What are you doing to make this thing happen? How are you beating death to the first time of sex, having sex? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm watching p- more porn. All right. So this is news to me. Where did you get the porn from? Uh, just on, on the computer. Right, so you're sitting there in your chair watching porn. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I haven't done it in a while, but I was. I, I've. I, Why haven't you done it in a while? I, well, I haven't really 
uh, enjoyed porn like since my father passed away. That's oh, because back to the theme. your dad can see you masturbating it, it, from I heaven. think that all the time. Yeah, not your dad, but other random dead people that I know. See that I I think I would watch other people masturbate, but not my own family members if yeah. I was dead. Yeah, that's my plan. Everybody. That's my plan in heaven. Yeah. I'm going to watch Angelina Jolie for a while. <laughs> So is that what's stopping you from doing it? I think, so. yeah, it just, and I haven't mm-hmm. been in the mood to look at any porn. Everything just feels bad. Limp dick sad, I like to call it. Limp yeah. dick sad. You have a cat, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I don't I masturbate on that. No, but I'm just saying, maybe you should have Wipe a dog. Because cats really are kind of depressing animals. So a dog, I think, would perk you up. Then you'd probably find the right Sex partner, not the dog still, like you said. But uh, here you go. I don't know where you're going there, Lane. <laughs> Richard has an idea for you. Go ahead, Richard. Hey, Fez, why don't you hire a female prostitute to have sex with? Oh, yeah, I, I forgot. My bad. It doesn't matter what kind of prostitute it is, but have you thought about hiring a prostitute? Doesn't that seem a even A person scarier? of the night. What do you mean, seem scary? What would be scary? Where someone could come in that I don't know and kill me? Why would they kill you? Craigslist. Yeah. They did. That's yeah, happened that a couple happened. of times. People find someone on Craigslist and they Twice. get murdered for it. Do you realize that you could be hit by lightning going outside? Why don't you do this? The night that you want to have the prostitute, me and Hex will go over to your house. We'll ride shotgun. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> and if this prostitute tries to kill you, we'll kill the prostitute. Can't wait. You'll have to wait outside the door while I give no. a signal. Well, if I have you inside the apartment, then I'm really not going to perform. All right, the signal. I can't even pee with other people in the bathroom. Well, don't pee when you're with the prostitute either. Oh, there's so much to remember. This, the, well, the, the main thing is don't pee. That's the main thing that you got to get in your mind right now. But do it before the whole thing starts, because otherwise it might be uncomfortable. You'll be thinking about it in the back of your mind. Okay. All right, now so all I can think about is peeing. Pee on the prostitute. He, that person isn't going to do anything with me and Hicks there. Is that extra? While you're joking, are, is this? if we're with you, would you be with a prostitute? If, if it, the only thing that you're worried about is the prostitute killing you. Yeah, if it was safe, I would spend the money on that. And what, you got to pay me and Hicks? Wh- what are you charging? 1900 a apiece. All right, this is a really pricey prostitute. Is it? Is the fact that your life is worth 3800 Hourly rate. Mm. Just get a PayPal thing and get people to donate through the radio. They'd probably do that. Well, he's got money. Oh, so the bitch got his communion money. He's got everything. Make he's never rain. spent a cent. Make it rain. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> it's still in the little white bags from communion. He hasn't even <laughs> taken it out of the envelope. She bastard. All right, when you hear that uh, song, it only means one thing. I like to watch things on Prostitutes. Prostitutes. Don't pee. Um. Uh, that's it for us. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Now, I don't want you to think it's over. We're going to take you around. But enjoy everything you're seeing here through Mark Zito. Okay. Who said some creepy things to you on the phone. He but I'm, I'm over it. Okay, good. Oh, Mark. <laughs> Just, you know, since they're with me, I think. And if I'm ever in Kansas, I want you to, I don't know what you would do. Uh, take me out and show me some hay. Yeah. I don't know we, what they have there. Is there any other stuff? Hay. What would I see if I went to Kansas? Uh, Dorothy's flat, house? Flatness. Yeah. And hay. There's hay. There's fields and some power plants. 
cows, yeah. Cow tipping is big. Mm. <laughs> that's a real thing. Wow. Bars. Mostly bars because that's the only other activity besides the hay and such. So. Mm. And I grew up like there. Yeah, did you really? For me. Yeah. I think if, if I could open a business up there, it would be for sale signs. I would just sell. <laughs> I go, everybody's going to need one of these. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great meeting you guys. Thank you. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your time here in New York. We'll see you next time. Fez, you got anything else to plug? Just want to remind people, it is Follow Friday. Go to 202 Friends. Follow at RB Interviews. Your chance to win Dennis Quaid's signed DVD, Traffic. Oh, very nice. And uh, big TV show tonight, Fez. That's at 11 o'clock in the East on the Hallmark Channel. Alexis and Jennifer are pals. It's Whatever You're Wrong, the debut of Alexis and Jennifer's brand new show, Whatever You're Wrong. Hallmark tonight at 11 o'clock, followed by Whatever Martha. Uh, that's it. Take care. See you Monday. Peace. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of love.